0: This is an NYY Sports Talk podcast presented to you by Baseballism, a premium lifestyle apparel brand inspired by America's pastime. Baseballism is America's brand.
1: Now batting for the New York Yankees, the shortstop number two.
2: Of the NYYST Podcast presented to you by Baseballism.com I am your host, Christian As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Chris You And stat guy Ryan. I gave you the extra eh on the and today I because Because uh, we got the sweet The sweep. sweet The, the sweet I figured, not even that I figured Ryan needed the little pick-me-up after, uh you know, your favorite show of all oh, time. Oh,
3: right, ended right, like a right. pile of dog depressed shit.
4: Pile of garbage. Like Pile really, of garbage. Like, I wake up and it's like, you know when the Yankees get, like, eliminated or something? You wake up the next morning you're like, oh, the Yankees are eliminated. Like, I keep waking up like, oh, that Game of Thrones is ruined. Yeah, that
3: usually happens for us for, like... A good couple weeks until we started doing the pod that we kind of just let it all out, like the therapy yeah, it does pod. Feel
4: better. Maybe I should start Maybe a game. Maybe you
3: should do a Game Post. of Thrones pod. You should, well, bro. Just talk about how late. shitty that show
2: was. Why we did it? We did a, it. Over. Right. Yeah, but Listen, we did our. Avenger- the
3: Yankees just won. Nobody. Games. Yeah, we they know. swept the Orioles. Okay, nobody okay. cares about okay. that. We
2: want. We can't talk about GOT, bro. Yeah, nobody cares about the Yankees. That's, they're that's here what the that cool guys bro. call it. GOT. That's, they're it's here to talk about. God. They're here to hear about God. Ryan's. Uh, Ryan's Game emotional. Of Thrones, okay, roller coaster. It's like
4: I, I got to give it like a four point five out of ten. That, that is the whole
0: series.
2: Miserable. Oh
4: no, the whole series. I'll give the whole series like a seven point five out of ten. That but sucks. That's not good. You can't give it. No, that.
3: that's bullshit. No, you're not holding me accountable for the shitty series. I totally ending.
4: am, because I would have had it at a 9.5. Right. I've never
3: watched one episode, so I am right, kidding. Yeah, even
4: a point.
2: I'm, I'm really kidding. Everybody cares about the Yankees. Nobody cares about Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's okay. my lord. Who wanted... said they were going to win four? Let's just
4: get that out what, of the way
2: now. What Dingleberry thought they were going to split?
4: Split. I didn't think they were going to split. The question was, what would you be okay with? And I would have been okay with a split. Yo, I said sweep. That was a great sweet, sweet. series. Sweep, it's I like thought they
3: were going to blow it today, bro. I really did.
2: And You know what it was? What happened
3: Booney today?
4: Stepped up today.
2: I think that the Yankees said to themselves, let's make this a little challenging here. Let's see <laughs> if uh, because it's been first of all, you had the great comeback on Monday. And uh, actually, let's bring this up here. Uh, we had a five star interview. It with... was seriously. Yeah. You said it. You said it off air. Phenomenal interview. And uh, we had a five-star interview with our good pal, Joe Rivera, the Sporting News, which you'll hear in a little bit. Uh, to go along with that five-star interview, uh, drop us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube page. Yes, do leave that. us a
3: rating and review there if you yeah. want. Greatly appreciate it. Joe's a constant
2: contributor to the show, but we had a great time talking to him for about an hour today. Uh, you know, we always say the first mile marker in baseball is Memorial Day and we're sitting here recording Thursday evening, right before Memorial Day weekend. So we talked a little NL, uh, you know, and you know, some contenders in the AL, but you know, obviously a lot of Yankee talk with Joe. So you'll hear that with uh
0: stat guy, Rye made a boo-boo and this audio is to
2: replace his idiotic comment. I oh,
0: should
4: say that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh... Thanks, Ryan. Just ignore him. Plug.
3: Sorry, it's, right, it's getting edited out. Like I'm gonna put just like a bleep a bleeper over it. Yeah, Or just mute it. his audio. No one will ever know what he just said. No one will
2: ever know. Ever. What was it? ever. You hate that movie. So Worst movie yeah, ever made. Well, you're never you allowed hate. to quote that movie because you hate it. All right. okay? okay. Come on. Okay. What was I talking about? You
3: were talking about <laughs> The Joe Rivera going around the league talking about the Yankees. We were talking about the Mets a little bit. We no, no, National no. Well, league. I was specifically
2: on something yeah, when you this, were, and then I, and I, when
3: you said what you said, I did what I did. You should leave right now. You, you know what? <laughs> and you know what's funny? In my head, I wasn't even listening to you. I was just in my head. You know, want to know what was going through my head? I was going. Mike Talkman's going to be one of those guys that we completely forget about because I kept going talk,
1: talk. Oh, yeah, right? We're not
3: even going to. Rem- we're gonna, Mike Talkman's going to be brought up one day, the, like, down the line, and it, we're going to go,
2: oh, my God, remember when he played for this God. team? You know when his name's going to come up in 2020 when they bring up another uh, nobody to wear number, number 39. 39, and then I go back and look at number it again, 39. and then somebody on Twitter will say, don Strawberry! <laughs> oh,
4: my God.
2: <laughs> I don't know, man. We're talking about... Oh, oh, oh uh, yes. Uh, actually, this is uh, Monday, the big comeback with uh, Jay hap who... And Sucks I texted you against th- the Orioles. I don't. Can I bring? Yeah. Can I actually bring this up?
4: I, I'll I don't, try finding it.
2: Yeah, Ryan, you try to find it. stack guy, Ryan, here. I'm the one doing the math over here. Oh, uh,
4: shut your mouth. He
2: <laughs> shut your mouth. J hap and uh, Ryan can find the exact uh, numbers. You I'm going to bo- bring it up. Do you have it? I got it, bro. I'm good I got it the already, dude. What is it? You texted it and I tweeted yeah. it also. What right. is it? What's I'll, the exact
3: number? Give you me a minute. It? You tweeted it. You tweeted it? Anyway, get to
2: your point and I'll get the I'll get the stats up. Who J-Hap has pitched like you would expect J-Hap to pitch I got it. against the rest of major league baseball, but he is atrociously bad. Against the Baltimore Orioles. Versus
4: Baltimore in four starts, seventeen and a third innings pitched, fifteen earned runs. Versus everyone else, six starts, thirty-five innings pitched, fifteen earned runs. The <laughs> That's same amount crazy, of earned runs, bro. Two more starts against everyone. Okay, in so, the double
1: amount
3: of innings.
4: Yeah, double. So can we double say trouble. we're
3: not too concerned with Hap? Like maybe against the Orioles he sucks, but let's see how he does against other teams. But so why? I don't know what it is, but listen. Yeah, I don't know. This, this kind of brings me to my point. If you don't if you don't mind me getting to what I wanted to
4: discuss okay, just before to the your, interview. Just get to your point,
2: okay? Stop you caressing,
4: caressing up, the mic over there, dude. I'm going to caress the mic. You come this, here. You're, call, you're, you're naughty. <laughs> you're a naughty
2: mic. Nobody likes when you do that voice. Everyone yeah, loves I, it.
3: Honestly, Everyone I don't really loves like it. it. Can I tell you something about <laughs> Christian? Can I tell you something about Christian? When he has an opinion about something, he thinks it's, it's so powerful that he says that he says that no one feels it or everyone feels it. That's how you are. You think you are so powerful. You can't just say, I don't like when you do that voice. You say, nobody likes when you do that There's voice. There's two people in this room. We
2: don't like it. That means nobody likes it. Then okay? you are a loser yeah, because that's Tommy Boy is one of the greatest certified. movies ever made. You're not Chris Farley. But I look like him and I sound <laughs> oh, like no. him. You're, You're not naughty. Oh, okay, get to, okay, you call the, ra- you the radio right, station show, and listen. this is the nonsense I
3: got to do it, okay? You,
4: you keep doing this voice. Good Hold buddy on. of
3: mine moved to Texas a long time ago, fell in love with a girl. Okay? Is, this
4: a, is this a song? <laughs> <laughs> a good buddy of mine moved to Texas, fell in love with a girl. I
3: had to go see about a girl. All right? Good Will Hunting. Very good. Uh, so, he falls in love with this girl, Okay.
2: Is this a true story? Yes. Uh, okay, uh,
4: get to the
3: point. I'll get to my point when I get to it. Was it wrong? Okay? nobody likes
2: your point, okay? Uh, okay. okay,
4: this guy's giving us a romantic comedy. Jesus now. Christ.
2: <laughs> it's like a Kate Hudson movie over here. So not Is only, only does he, not only <laughs> does he <laughs> up and oh, leave, oh.
4: right? Not only does he
3: up and leave, he goes lives down in Houston. Now he's in Houston as a diehard Yankee fan, and he's married a Houston Astros fan, okay. So now I he's had to deal with They never with, existed
2: before 2016. She's one of them. She's a
3: okay. true one, which makes it even worse. And to his credit, he said to me the other day, he goes, To be fair, when I married her, the Houston Astros were a pile of dog shit in the National League. Right. So you forget that they were in the right. National League. So I was like, You know what? That's fair because they were so, they were just so irrelevant. And now they're Made the a greatest team in the series one year, right?
4: Andy Pettit. Andy but he texted Pettit. me, and he's become
3: a big fan of this yeah, show. they lost to the White Sox. Roger Clemens. And he texted me, and he said, who would you rather have if they were gonna, if the Yankees were going to get anyone, Mad Bum or Dallas Keuchel? And I started talking about it. I said, I want to bring it up. And he said, you kind of touched on it at the end of the episode. And I said, I kind of black out towards the end of the episode. But I think it's something we do need to discuss very quickly because there's all this talk that the Yankees are going to make a move so let's just assume that at some point they're going to. And the three guys you can really think of are Max Scherzer, Madison Bumgarner or Dallas Keuchel. Okay. And I think Max. I think right. I think all three of us are going to have a different answer and i don't just want you to say the name and that's it i want you to also think about all the components so i right, know we're throwing
4: can... insurers into this yeah all right, here's what yeah. you gonna okay. do
2: with dallas keichel there's a garbage can
4: yeah. somewhere where's that garbage okay Out well three. guess what he's my pick but you tell me your pick i right, he throw him and he just threw him in the garbage madison bumgarner okay but
3: you okay okay what what but here's the thing. Mad Bum would be my pick, too. I just think the Giants are going to want way too much for this guy.
2: And we discussed this with Joe. I and understand I don't that. think that they will want as much as you think they want. So, given what you think they'll want, who do you who would you say? You're stuck on Estrada. I, would, think, I like Estrada, don't think but, they're gonna but they're gonna I would Montreal. trade him. You don't think they're going to want trade Frazier? The, no, I'm not trading Clint Frazier. What I if they trade, want him? Well, too, tough titty, said the kitty. Okay. Oh so, you God. think you still get him without him? Realistically,
3: because realistically for and, me, and here I think it takes it either Frazier or Florio
2: by if not both, you would give away both. I know I would give away Estevon. Florio, and Tyler Florio I'm strata. fine with, but I think it's going to take Frazier. I really I don't do. Think so, because and I heard, and it might have been Mike Francesa that brought this up today. It was uh,
1: me. It was me. Oh.
2: The Giants are so far gone from being a, a contender now, they might not want guys that have major league service time right now. That's true. They Great might point. want prospects that they could build for another year or so. And that's then bring true. Them up.
3: But you have that in Florio. Why not also ask for a guy who's going to help fill the seats a little you bit? Can,
2: you think Clint Frazier is going to yes, sell tickets? In
3: in in San Francisco, I'm not saying he's going to help sell tickets, but he's an exciting
2: player to go see. He is. He's young. I'm, he's MLB ready. If And Again, we discussed this with Joe. I'm not trading Clint Frazier because I have to look. As much as we want to win in 2019, I got to look to 2020. Who's playing left field for the Yankees in 2020? Clint Frazier. Or Cameron. No. Or
4: Maybe. no Cameron. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, who's your Estevan
2: guy? Estevan Florial has not even made it out of A-ball yet. Who's your guy?
4: It's tough. It's definitely not Keiko. But if you're going for a rental, then yeah, Bumgarner's the guy. But what are they? What are the Nationals going to want for Max Scherzer, and uh, who and, is signed through 2021?
2: And this is why. And honestly, nothing.
4: They're going to want the Yankees to pay his contract, and that's why I don't okay. want him.
2: I don't want to touch that contract. No, it's a joke.
3: No. And he's a the guy. Two more who, years after this year. Yeah, yeah
2: he's but got it's a joke. Money.
4: Oh, he's got it's a lot a on the joke. back end. Well, yeah. He's owed. It's insane, and they'd want the Yankees. And that's you're not going to get you're not
2: going to get, get him for, you know, bottom rung oh, prospects. Like they're going to want man. They're going to want uh okay. somebody I'm so dec- torn because Mad Bum
3: is my guy because he's the playoff guy and that's all we need this for. That's all we need a pitcher for. I'm sorry. That's all. We need a guy who's going to take us through. But people forget how good Dallas Keuchel was. Even if he wasn't great at the price you can get Dallas Keuchel, a lefty. No, yeah. All
2: right, look, look this is Max Scherzer's contract, right? It's disgusting. It's going to make me want to f- vomit. I'm All right, here. so uh, if the Yankees pick him up, they'll be on the hook for uh, roughly... 70? Well, right now he's getting paid $30.2 million this year, so the Yankees, would have, by the time the trade kicks around, they'll probably, what, $12, $13 million off yeah. to pick up this year. 29 next year, twenty eight. Uh, just under 28 in 2021. And then that would be fine. That's about 70 million. But that would be fine. If you told me I would have uh, Max Scherzer three years, $70 million, even at, uh, how old is he? I just saw this. Even at 34 years old, I would probably do it. But here's why I would not touch him. Because of his numbers this year? No, 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 not even that. He has a hundred and five million dollars <laughs> deferred from twenty twenty two to twenty twenty eight. That's crazy. So, it, how did he get? So that? So it's
4: like a mini Bobby Bonilla. Yeah. No, it's
2: worse than it's Bobby worse. Bonilla
4: because <laughs> it's a lot more money. Yeah, but yeah, but that's why shorter times. Right. Yeah,
2: okay. That's why I'm not touching him because. That's fifteen million dollars a year. You're paying him for wow. six years that he's not going to play for nah. you. Right? That's crazy. That's man. why I wouldn't touch him. Yeah. Okay. That that just kind of sold it for me. was dead then. and over after hit, after twenty twenty one. Okay, okay yeah, I'll do it. I would, which I thought it was. So
3: let's take that. We'll
2: crumple it up, throw it in the garbage, and garbage. It on fire.
3: So it's really between Mad Bum and Keuchel. And I think you're throwing the Keuchel idea at the window way too quickly because of the price, because of the price tag. Does it worry you, though, that he hasn't pitched this year yet? No, because here's my thing. Madison Bumgarner, to me, in the regular season now, is nothing special. Nothing. But when the bright light's on, he is arguably the best. Do you need him to be anything special? No, and that's my point. What am I going to give up for this guy for him to not be anything special for me especially if I'm going to have to sign him to an extension cuz I I'm telling you that's what he wants Tyro
2: Estrada and Estevan Floria I'm, and I give don't
3: know me... that's not what's going to get you Madison Bumgarner because you're talking contract They're ask you
4: You're talking contract right you're not Christian made a good point though that they might want Prospects more than anybody I, with service. Okay, time. let's get
3: off the, the actual players, though. This guy's players. gonna want a contract, <laughs> and it's Madison Bumgarner. He's gonna look. He's gonna look Cashman in the eyes and say, "You want me to pitch you to a World Series? You're gonna sign me for X amount, also with X amount of years. And is that a guy you really want to sign long term? Right now, well, he Why? is
4: 29. Yeah, right? He's
3: only 29, maybe
4: 30. Joe, said. give him four years.
2: I'm sorry. Give him four for 80. I give him four for 80 I give him a
3: contract, but then I'm not giving up guys like Florio. What does the Giants get out Florida? of it?
2: What do the Giants get out of it? Well, obviously nothing. If Madison Bumgarner that- is on the trade market and the Yankees are balking over prospects and he winds up in Houston or Boston, I'm going to burn Brian Cashman's office to the ground. Okay? Wow.
3: What if it's not the guys that you think? Well, who was, was, we're talking prospects. Who prospects, you, you can take the entire farm system. Cliff
2: Frazier is not a prospect to me, but That's I think he is going not, to he's be a guy prospect. that they he's he's want. Not a prospect no, he's to not. Me. No, if you're telling, me I Clip,
3: said prospects. I don't think they so. could take the entire farm system. Give me mad bow.
2: And uh, if anybody in the FBI does listen to the show, I'm not actually going to. He was joking. Burn. Feds. I was joking. Okay, because you have to preface. You have to say that nowadays. Get you off you do. our back. Everyone yeah. flips. Flips out. Okay. If it comes down between, Clint, if Clint Frazier's the, the sticking point and the Yankees don't get him, I'll live with it. But if you're telling me that he didn't want to trade Estevan Florial, Brian. No, Brian, that, I Brian, agree with you. Brian, come on.
3: But what if he, what if he wants some crazy contract what? that another cra- team is stupid enough to give him? $30 million a year? Is he going to ask for that? Maybe. Then go. Goodbye. Okay. So that's my point as to why you're throwing Dallas Keuchel, the Dallas Keuchel idea out the window way too quickly. But what is because Dallas just, Keuchel? What is he Dallas just might make the most sense and he might be the guy that we need to slot in. What if Luis Severino comes back healthy? You got you got a guy in Domingo Herman who's been lights out. Yeah, but Paxton's coming back. Honestly, CeCe's I don't been know we're going to Montgomery. We, you're going to just Blow money to get Madison Bumgarner, who yes. we don't, don't even know who he is, and I'm a Mad fan. Let me fan. ask you he's a question, Christian. Okay, you're
4: you're, you're kind of like underselling Dallas Keuchel's value, though. Like he's gonna want a lot of money, not too. if it's mid season and he hasn't gotten signed. What Do you think if he's
3: just like if they're like, bro, you want to play? You want to play this year? You want to win a championship? Let's go. It's not going to be a. Crazy Am I signing man. him
2: for the rest of the season? Maybe,
3: or, maybe two years. No, maybe yeah, the rest of the season in one season. Year. He's, he's going to
4: want two years. I don't want not? Him then. I don't want him then. But
3: why you're talking about Dallas Keuchel like he's some? I think like he's, he's a bum. Two forty. Do you know what Dallas Keuchel did against the New York Yankees in 2015? Remember? Who cares, Chris? No, he's there, still been there good. Is,
4: there is validity to that because his velocity has dipped tremendously since then. I'm sorry. He was and, and, what, and 97 listen, at one point? Now he's I just 90. want to make it clear. Oh, I want to make it clear. Okay. 90, make 90 it two. clear. Who
3: would I rather have? If you're asking me just as far as talent and the player, it Players. is hands down Madison Bumgarner. Okay. Hands down. He is the guy that we Based need. Down. But I'm talking everything all included. I think Keuchel might end up making the most sense for this team.
2: How bad were players last year that just missed Players-sh. spring training, okay? Yeah. This guy yeah. has not only missed spring training, but he's going to miss almost the first four months of this season. And then you're going to
4: throw him into the American League East. And then League the East. American
2: League East, and then expect him to be a playoff Come savior on. for you? No. Man.
4: No. I
2: don't hit know.
4: Sh- the- I don't know. Shit. Shit.
3: I don't know, man. One. We'll see. It's just something I thought
4: we should be obligated to talk about cuz All right, well then let me ask. Do you think by the deadline Dallas Keuchel, Max Scherzer, Madison Bumgarner, one of those 3 will be a New York Yankee? 100%. Yes. One of those 3 specifically. I'm not talking a new 100%. pitcher. 100. I'm talking those 100%. 3. 100%. Oh man, imagine Madison Bumgarner here. It's not going to be Bumgarner. The
2: Yankees are not in the mood to play
4: games this I year oh, okay. okay uh
3: what did he do in 2017 he only pitched to a
4: 290 era and he actually was impressive last year because he started he out 14 and 5 he started out slow last year huh. keichel and he turned uh, what, it did he what did he do in 15 have a 3 he
3: had a couple tough years 15 uh 20 and 8 with a 2.48. that's uh, 2014 12 and it's nine. baseball yeah but but it's 2016 baseball, was his only what do we real always talk about year. The In new 2017, prime. he went 14 and five of the 290. 2018, he was 12 and
2: 11, but with a 374. Don't want Dallas Keuchel. I don't care if it only costs money. I don't want him on the team. Okay. okay. Well, you, he would
4: have to shave that beard, which I wouldn't mind. Okay. Not having to see that thing anymore.
2: Get me this year. Maybe is they obs- should sign
4: Kimbrel too and h- make him shave his that and then weird DFA him. beard. And then yeah, and then cut off his arm yeah. so he can't do that.
2: Sign him just so he has to. Uh, Shave the
4: beard and then you release him <laughs> yeah. or trade him somewhere. Mad Bum's doing really well this year. Chris, he plays for the. Giants. What happened to Justin
2: Verlander in oh, Detroit, hi. and then he, he wound yeah, up in Houston. On, it's Madison Bumgarner,
4: we're talking. about. You don't about. think
2: coming to the Yankees, a team that has aspirations to win a World Series, is going to wake having him this up? Take.
3: I hate having this take. So I don't have it. I want Bumgarner. You know what more this is? This anyone. is like
2: this is people that are like on Twitter, hot take, and they just say stupid shit to get a reaction out of people. Here's my hot take. Here's my hot take. What's that? If the one player that
3: makes the most sense for the Yankees, when all is said and done, is Dallas Keichel. it doesn't make the
2: most sense. Okay, yeah, that's if your argument, Dallas Keichel
3: is on the team over Madison Bumgarner. You owe me something. I don't owe
2: you anything. Yeah, I want to make a bet. No, we'll we'll think about it.
4: How about it. you have to buy you have to buy him a Dallas Keuchel, and then he has to buy you a Bumgarner. I'm going to what? Like, Jersey? When they, when one of the two becomes Yankees. I really... If
2: Dallas Keuchel becomes a Yankee, I really... If that ever did happen, I really hope that they have... A good enough sense to never make a jersey. for You him. don't think, bro. You don't think <laughs> Keuchel against
3: the Astros in the playoffs. That dude doesn't Ooh, have some type of nice, some type of like chip on
2: his shoulder. Give me the playoff warrior. Okay, he is a playoff warrior. But I'm is he? Warrior. I mean, when's the last time he's pitching the playoffs? No. Don't care. Bring when's him the last he's time. He's twenty-nine dude, it years doesn't old. Doesn't matter, man. Is he that young? He's yeah. twenty-nine. Yeah. Dallas Keuchel is thirty-four years old. Uh-huh. Okay. and he doesn't have the stuff that Max Scherzer has. I mean, has. Right. in the playoffs. This open went cool. way too long. Yeah, I oh, because you bring up nonsense
3: here. But what? It wasn't it? nonsense. It was something that no, needed to fair. be discussed. Everyone's <laughs> discussing. All the cool kids are talking about it. Okay, yeah. did they pee their pants also? If peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles not? Davis. I don't know. Dropping bombs today. You never watched that movie? What? Billy Madison. I <laughs> can Is
2: that what he says though? I thought he said that is the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. I think no, he goes, it was The old lady says, Everybody so. pees their pants. If it's pe- the coolest. And then yeah, the yeah, old then lady says, goes, If, peeing, if your peeing
3: your pants, pants is cool. Oh, yes, Miles yes, 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 yes. I thought you said
2: Adam Sandler oh, said that. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> That's the um,
4: grossest thing.
2: Uh, I believe that Brandon Hyde wanted to pee his pants every time that Glaber Torres <laughs> and uh, Gary Sanchez came to Why? bat. Why? I don't know. Still pitch to these guys. If Why? no, if you guys have not sought out and or heard Gary Thorne's calls of Glaber Torres's home runs from, oh God. from, from, from Here we Wednesday's go. game, you need to hear this. They so, are yeah. so funny, man. There's a
3: drive up. I, I, I mean, come on. What do you even and say? And Gary
2: Thorne is one of my favorite baseball announcers. He's good. He's, nice He's really good. And when
3: he when he it, almost it, sounds like Sterling a little. Like my, he One of my tone. one of my
2: all-time favorite calls is when Don Manley hit that home run in the 95 DS. That was DS. him? Yeah, that was, was him. Thorne? Yeah. One of my favorite calls of all time. Wow.
4: Deep drive. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I didn't
2: hear that call. <laughs> Hold on to the roof. I didn't know that. Oh, cool. A mate, but he, honestly, like, I don't watch. The... So was he a national broadcaster? He was at one point, yes. Uh, I don't I don't listen, I don't watch the Orioles games because they suck. They're Dude, terrible. That but was so If, if there is a reason to announcer. watch the Orioles, uh Gary Thornton is tremendous. But, he is very good. But the way he was just like basically he just like threw his hands up and was like, Jesus Christ again. He literally was like deep to left, and then he's like, Oh my god. I mean, what
3: do you even how do you even call this anymore? I mean, like he it's was just, just it's speechless. Crazy.
4: Every time they hit a home run, it was Torres, Sanchez. What was that stat you said the other day? The Yankees have more home runs against the Orioles than the Marlins have as a as a as team. A team. Yes. <laughs> it's crazy, and if
3: they hit Gary uh, and and Glaber have more home runs against the Orioles than most players do. Just and the Yankees the had another season. two home
2: runs today. Frazier and uh, Luke Voigt went deep. Today. Yeah. Frazier,
3: who we were getting on a little bit. Last episode.
2: Wasn't really getting on. No,
3: we were talking about his slum. And
2: what did I say? What gets a guy healthy?
3: Yeah. And I meant to bring it up because that's ex- the exact words that came out of your mouth was Baltimore pitching. And that's exactly right. what happened. I mean, this offense that you were kind of like holding your breath with because they were just getting by and winning just exploded this weekend. I mean, this week. Uh, what a terrible inter- team the
4: Orioles. Are yeah. But be, you huh? know
3: what? At the same time, it doesn't time, take away the it wins. Doesn't take it doesn't away, take away at all, but this is the same team the Yankees baseball. couldn't beat last year, and everyone flipped out about. Now we're beating
2: them, and you know what? Evan Evan Roberts made a great do you, point. Do you know the Yankees are? The Yankees are, if my math is correct, they're ten and two against Baltimore this season, and they lost. Two games in the first three days yeah. of the season. That's today. crazy.
4: And they're 16 and 4 against the American League East opponents so far yeah, this
2: year. That so, so listen,
3: Evan Roberts made a great point today. And you know what? I never thought of it this way. And I love that he said it. How did the Red Sox do what they did last year? They beat the they, Baltimore. They, they did not just beat the bad teams, they destroyed them. Right. They destroyed them. And that's what the Yankees are starting to do. This should not make us feel bad. This should not be something like, oh, it's just the Orioles. This no. is this is part of what makes greatness. Beating teams like the Orioles the way the Yankees have, having a couple games where the Orioles feel like they're going to win it, and then we just snag it right back and win four in a row against them. It doesn't matter what team you're playing.
4: Them. A four-game series. four sweep game in sweep. a four-game series. The Yankees have a nine-game impressive. winning
2: streak against the Baltimore Orioles. Right? Yeah, and,
3: and look, Ooh. me saying that the Yankees are going to win four last week Uh last episode in the back of my mind I didn't really believe it. Did I? uh, it's four games. That's tough. They tried to lose a couple of they tried. (laughs) But you know what? They did it. And we gotta be happy about that, man. This team is rolling right now. Absolutely
2: rolling. You know what we need to roll right now? Joey R. Joey Riv. That's what I call him. Joe Riv. Joe R. Jar. Joe Riv. Uh please, uh yes, uh go to Twitter, follow Joe Rivera on Twitter at Joe Rivera SN and uh Let's cut to the interview right now. This interview is brought to you by Baseballism.com.
3: Check out Baseballism.com. We have a new promo when you get there. Use promo code Chase28. Not going to save you 15%. We're going to save you a little more money on giving you free shipping on your entire order. Doesn't matter how much you spend. You get free shipping on the order. Use Chase28 as your promo code. And this interview is brought to you by Baseballism.com
2: is there something you want to say as a big online shopper okay, okay let uh-huh. me tell you this uh-huh. right? i love online shopping uh-huh. i would rather take free shipping over ninety nine percent, because you're like, wow, I can get a thousand dollars off, but I got to pay twenty nine ninety nine for shipping. Yeah. It, the shipping nope. pisses you off. Yeah, it does.
4: It does. It's always at the end. And you know yeah, what? It's I
1: always
3: at the it. end
2: too. They sneak that in there. You're not to, to name out. drop.
3: Not to name drop like uh, Joe Rivera does in this interview forty five oh, times. Oh my god! Uh, okay. But okay, I, gotta, I was talking with the CEO that. of Baseballism, and and we were like, you know, what, let's change it up a little bit. Let's go with free shipping. People love free shipping. I said, you know what? You're right. So. This interview is brought to you by Baseballs.com. Use Chase 28 when you get there to get free shipping on your entire order. And we'll be back
1: at this. Within a game, a bond is made. He teaches his boy a game he played. Two gloves, one ball, a day at the park. And the two play catch until it gets dark. And his boy does better than he thought he would. So the two played catch as long as they could. The boy and his friends, they play in the streets, tennis shoes and cans, no bases, no cleats. They hit home runs and they turn double plays, one great catch, and he's Willie Mays. But the sun starts to set in the old neighborhood, and they played in the streets as long as they could. The boy goes to school and plays for his team. He develops his craft and follows his dream. He has moments of glory, and he has moments of shame. But they shape his life, and they make his name. But he begins to get old, and it's understood. The boy played the game as long as he could. The boy, now a man, he has a son of his own. And he teaches his son a game he was shown. His son's first game, he sits in the stands. He yells out instruction! But it's not in his hands. And being late for the meeting is not in the plans. But a cheer for his son as long as he can. This is America's brand. This is baseballism. Do you believe in baseball? Chris and Christian
2: of the NYYST podcast here with our good pal Joe Rivera of the Sporting News here on episode 120. You can follow Joe on Twitter at Joe Rivera SN, where he threatens to not come on the show because Joey I make because I make bad <laughs> puns. Apparently, he thought you were serious. By the way, this is how sensitive Christian is.
3: He comes off as this like big macho guy, but he was all like upset. He thought you were actually serious.
0: You know, I, I couldn't be serious when it comes to the puns. You know, I'm one of those guys that I'll make my fair share, but then I also get stupidly offended when people have bad ones. So I, that's, the uh, best part yeah, of I, puns. I, I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't really get too mad. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm disgusted, but on the inside, I'm actually laughing my ass off. So uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no real hatred for me on, on the pun game. So, uh, I, none I, at all. How you been?
3: It's been a while. Have you, have you cheated on us? Have you done any other podcasts? uh you know actually, last coming it, it, on with us
0: you know it's funny you mentioned that i had a, a podcast that i was on last week um and they actually invited me to their house to their recording studio to have me on it uh, and like it sounds kind of a, making you know, this
3: up a little bit just
0: no so no no in. it was it was a barrel of laughs it was the diamond digest guys i mean i don't want to drop a plug for another podcast no, that's on the okay. show but uh you know, it was it was uh, Dennis Ackerman and Ryan and Ryan Kiz on on the um, on the Diamond Digest uh, Pop Flies and Grounders podcast. They invited me over. We was, it was about an hour. We should, you know, talked all things baseball like I do with you guys. But uh, yeah, it was great being in studio, putting some some names to faces. You know, like uh, faces to names. So and, and you know, it's a, it's an idea.
3: And listen, you could put faces to names with us by going on YouTube and checking us out. However we were we've loosely discussed this and and behind the scenes i've actually been working on this very very minimally because it really has to come to fruition the right way but we t- discussed doing a 24 hour live show 20 full 24 hours oh live goodness. guests in and out each hour and of course if this does come to fruition and it's all to raise money for for a good cause. We don't know that good cause just yet, um, but if that does come to fruition, we of course would love to have you in studio as one of our guests.
0: How's no, it? absolutely, guy. Listen, if, if it's for you know, if it's for charity, as long as it's going to charity and not you know a Christian's wallet to uh, you never know support the WWE network. You know, you I think that's uh, I'm. <laughs> I'm all I'm on board for that. Yeah, you just uh, keep me in the loop. I'd be more than happy to come on.
2: I don't even know who pays for my subscription. I haven't seen a bill this in, in g- months. Joe, can I tell you something? I go to this guy's house, he
3: has a different subscription to something else every time I go over. He pays for Dizone. <laughs> you, you ever watch DZone like boxing?
0: Oh is that are, my saying? Are right? you kidding me? I'm I'm He's, on I'm on DZone. Oh man. yeah. Duh.
3: Duh. Listen, <laughs> he pays for this. Do you how many times a year do you watch boxing? Twice. Oh man, twice a I, year, I, and he pays
0: for it. You know, it's it's worth it though, because when you when you really think about, it, I don't want to be a corporate chill here, but when you consider a lot of these pay per view events for boxing are in the sixty to seventy dollar range. I mean, you're paying even if you watch three fights a year that are big fights, that's almost two hundred bucks that you're shelling out. But you pay for the zone; it's twenty bucks a month, but you get tons of fights every month, and then you get to see me on Change Up every now and then too, uh, which is a great fun baseball show that they're doing. So. Yeah, I'd say I'd say that the zone is worth it. You know, maybe the uh, WWE WWE network not as much anymore, but uh, you know, the zone. If you want to show off the cash and support support your buddy, I think that uh, too bad we're not being paid decision.
3: by all these places. We're really good at naturally <laughs> naturally uh, promoting different companies. What's up, Stack Guy Rise? Uh, Stack Guy Rise
2: here. He's he's uh, what is it? Fashionably late. Casually late, fashionably late, fashionably not late. Not with those uh, PAL basketball shorts he's wearing. He's not fashion. I kind of like <laughs> today. <basketball that. laughs>
0: uh,
2: All right. So let's oh, get gotcha. down to business here. The first mile marker of the baseball season is Memorial Day. We're sitting here. We're recording on Thursday night, uh, right before Memorial Day weekend. Officially kicks off on, uh, I guess, Friday. The weekend starts, right? Most people will have a long weekend As here. As my grandmother would say, Friday. Okay. Thank you for interjecting that <laughs> useless information. I like, I like useless information. Uh, so we're bringing in Joe here cause Joe does all things baseball. He's not just Yankee centric. So we like bringing in Joe to, uh, kind of go around the league a little bit. And, uh, we'll start in a national league since we don't really talk a lot of National League baseball here. Mm-hmm. Cause it doesn't really, uh, pertain to us. And the Yankees haven't been in the world series in, uh, 10 long years, so, you know, looking towards what's happening in the National League doesn't really mean a lot uh, as we break down the Yankees. But, you know, there were some some, uh, rumblings in uh, Queens here, the other team in town. Uh, They got swept by the Miami Marlins over the weekend. They have rebounded nicely. Uh, They did take four in a row from the Washington Nationals. Uh, while before we actually get into the Mets, Joe, how are the Nationals this bad? Even without Bryce Harper, they went out there, they got themselves it's Patrick crazy. Corbin. How did they have the same number of losses as the Marlins right now?
0: You know, it's it's such a good question. And I think this is something that everybody's been trying to figure out, right? Because I was very high on the Nationals even before the season. I mean, I was a little skeptical of Patrick Corbin because I, for me, I know he had a really good year last season, but you're projecting him to have that kind of season moving forward for the next six years, and I just don't think you can do that when you look at his track record. Well, Corbin's been very good for them. I think the Nationals are like three and seven in, in games started by Max Scherzer, which just can't happen. No. Uh, offensively, they've 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 been a little bit inconsistent, even with Soto Robles. I was very high on Victor Robles, who was another one of their top prospects. He was he got off to a really good start. He fell off. Trey Turner had another injury. He just got back from. But the bullpen outside of Sean Doolittle is the worst in Major League Baseball, and it's the worst by a country mile. It is not close how bad these guys are. So when you have when you have a bad bullpen in today's game, guys, it just doesn't equate to wins. I mean, you look around the league, I understand the bullpen's have been underperforming here and there, but when you have a a bullpen ERA over six and your fielding independent pitching number is around there too, that's really bad. (laughs) You can't can't win like that. Do they have heavy? It it is it really is Hunan.
4: Howie Kendrick's in second really, base for them right
0: now. Yeah, I mean, and you know, all things considered, Howie came came through like for them 100. a little bit last year. But yeah, he's in two. Yeah, yeah, he might be 102 now. Yeah, yeah, he might be 102 now. But you know, I mean, it, I, I look at that team and I just see, I still see talent. Like Anthony Rendon is played to an MVP caliber season. Trey Turner's a fire starter for them. You have Juan Soto who hits baseballs to the moon. So they do have the horses in place to do it. It just doesn't look like they're finishing the race uh, when that comes to the bullpen. And that's something that Mike Rizzo did a really, really bad job with this offseason.
2: Well, speaking of people finishing the race, will Mickey Calloway finish the race that is the 2019 season oh. as the New York Mets manager? It didn't look good for him. Uh, after the sweep in Miami, uh, Brody kind of gave him a little vote of confidence, but Shocked. usually that is just, you know, they're leaving him hanging by a thread there saying that I believe the words Brody used was a foreseeable future. They have rebounded nicely. As we said, they swept the Nationals, but uh, the Nationals are, have their own problems. They're playing the Tigers next to so the Tigers are another atrocious team. So the Mets could get on a little bit of a roll here, but... Do you see Mickey finishing the season as the Mets manager?
0: You know, to keep it in with the race theme, I, I do think that the Mets have the horses to do it, right? I, I do. I look at this team again and I see talent. Uh, I know Brandon Nimmo's out right now with a neck injury and Michael Conforto was dealing with con- with uh, concussion problems right now, but I think Callaway is safe for the year and, and here's why. I think the second that you get rid of Callaway, that kind of takes away the human meat shield from Brody Van Wagenen. And when you look at this team up and down right now, uh, Keon Broxton is no longer on the team. He was traded. Uh, he was a Brody acquisition. Robinson Cano hadn't been playing well. He was a Brody acquisition. Edwin Diaz, they don't want to use him for more than three outs. And he's been up and down early on this season. He hasn't been all world closer like he was last year. He was a Brody acquisition uh Jed Lowry hasn't seen the field yet. He was a Brody acquisition. Jay
2: Reed's so I think familiar. We look at, I mean, how, how awful Reed, has he been? Yeah,
0: exactly. He's been terrible, too. And they keep going to him in the eighth inning because it's one of those situations where you paid him. So you have to keep playing him until he gets the right kind of situation. So, yeah, he's been, he was a Brody guy. I know he was there before, but he was another Brody signing. So uh, I think that if you get rid of Callaway, it's going to give Mets fans their pound of flesh. And listen, it, Callaway hasn't done himself many favors as Mets manager let's not get it twisted he hasn't been great but at the same time the guys that Brody brought in that they needed to perform aside from Pete Alonzo, which was a uh, it was a it was a gutsy move to bring him up at the beginning of the year cuz you don't know what you're getting with him and he's been fantastic but when you look at the guys that haven't really been performing it's all Brody's guys it's not it's not on Callaway to to a certain extent so yeah, I think Mickey actually does finish the year unless they go on a stretch where they just go five and fifteen or five and twenty, and, and then I, I won't think he's as safe then. But the guys in that clubhouse, they love him. Uh, they really do. That's not. I was actually at City Field this week, and you can tell that these guys all love Mickey Callaway uh, from from Pete Alonzo on down, from Degrom on down. They love him. So, yeah, I, I think I think Callaway finishes out the season. Uh, it's going to have to get really, really bad for the Mets for him to lose his job.
3: Joe, you made a really, really good point saying that pretty much Mickey Calloway is the human shield to Brody Van Wagen. And and it and I don't want to give the three of us too much credit because we, don't, it's just we don't really deserve it. It's just bro, right? Just Sorry. Bro. <laughs> we don't really deserve it. But, you know, I guess it's because we are looking at this from a different perspective. We're not really emotionally attached to this situation. Last week, we talked about the fact that this really falls on on bro. I mean, the guys he brought here aren't performing. And part of us said, you know, Mickey's got to be better as a manager to get more out of these guys because they are talented guys. How do you feel about Brody Van Wagenen as a GM thus far? Can he do anything like, say, maybe acquire Doolittle uh, this year to change your mind on anything he's done thus far?
0: You know, I, I've been on record. I've written a few times. I think Brody had a really good offseason. I, I really do, because I think he brought in guys that, you know, Jed Lowry, understand, again, he hasn't played. So that's that's a black eye. So that's a black mark on his resume right now. But at the time, bringing in Jed Lowry was really smart because it's another depth guy, which is something that they really hadn't had uh, for a few years was depth on the bench. He, he brings in Edwin Diaz in that monster trade, along with Cano, who's a professional hitter. And you expect Cano not to fall off as quick as he did. He was hitting under 200 versus lefties. I know that, uh, you know, the hustle stuff I think is a little overplayed to be honest with you. I and mean, he blew out his squad hustling first now. So you as can't, you honestly, you can't about, make
2: that up. The guy gets benched you know, essentially if, for not hustling. Then he breaks, he busted down the line. And now is he, did they put him on the IL? Do we know if, I don't know if he did. Yeah, it's,
0: he, it's a quad, it's a quad injury. It's
2: so a good, but that, he, he hurt himself <laughs> hustling probably. Yeah,
0: and then again, that should teach everybody a lesson about fake hustle. I mean, I understand that it's not; it doesn't always look pretty. But I do think professional ball players ninety-five percent of the time, even want to go ninety-nine percent of the time, they know when to hustle. Uh, they know when when they can break it down a little bit, and, I'm, and that's why I don't get up in arms about Cano not hustling all the time. Well, Joe Girardi uh, used to uh, you know, we say we when, he when managed,
2: he Yeah, Joe Girardi used to say when he managed him. When they would say, "Oh, Cano didn't run out that ground ball," he goes, "I don't care. He plays one hundred and sixty games a year."
0: exactly and then cano has always been a pretty durable guy right so yeah i I mean just bringing it back to brody i do think that he did have a very good off season i don't really think they have the trade capital right now to go out and make an impact move at the deadline or before i just don't see that uh jared kalenic was their number one guy who they traded for diaz and and cano in that deal uh so i'm not really sure where they're going to get the rest of that from i mean Maybe you trade an Ahmed Rosario if he doesn't turn it around uh, i don't. I don't really know Ahmed Rosario is is horrific defense, defensively when you look at his advanced stats and he hasn't really gotten better with the bat either, so uh, you're kind of wondering when he's going to turn it around and I know prospects need time, but yeah I, 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 I when you look at the moves that he made on paper, it's okay like he, he did a very good job, but when you look at the way these guys have underperformed from top to bottom i I mean you can't really it, it's just bizarre how that happens really is that uh, you you can't really predict that these guys are gonna not play to the pack of their baseball card especially when the only one that was kind of a question mark was was uh, Cano with his age but everybody else you felt pretty comfortable about so yeah I mean it's it really is confusing it's confusing times in Queens well
2: uh <clears throat> the Mets I would say are probably not a favorite to come out of the National League, uh, make it to the World Series. I know it's still early, but like we said, the first mile marker in the baseball season is Memorial Day. Uh, Just looking at the standings, you got the Phillies, the Cubbies, and the Dodgers leading their respective divisions. If you had to place a bet on who makes it out of the National League or uh, right now going to the World Series, uh, who would you say would be that team?
0: Whew, man, it's, it's such a good question because, uh, and I said this before, but I think baseball's really drunk this season, and it's and it's like passed out on your couch, waking up the next next morning with a plunger on your head, drunk. I mean, this it's Does weird. Does that happen to you? That
2: it sounds uh, like you're no, strangely specific. specific. I, yeah,
0: really oddly familiar, right? Uh, you know, <laughs> plunger on your forehead, some uh, some drawings. I'm not sure Sharpie I can say on, on, on your, your face. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, know, you know, you uh, know, you can't really say, but uh, you know, I, I think that the Cubs this is what the Cubs are. Uh, It it took them a little bit to get going, but I just love their talent, man. I love their talent top to bottom. Chris Bryant turned it around and and there was no, there was really no hesitation when the team, the team really got going when Bryant, when Bryant got going. So um, you look at Javi Baez, he's had a really good season to this point. He's played again to an MVP type level. uh, But there's a guy named Bellinger out, out with the Dodgers. who's kind of silenced everybody else uh, when it comes to the MVP talk. So, yeah, I do like the Cubs. It's going to depend a lot on the Cubs if they can keep the starting pitching going. I think that's the biggest question mark with them, between the starting pitching and their bullpen. Darvish absolutely needs to give them more. Um, I think that you know they signed him to that mega deal and he hasn't really lived up to it. So Darvish is going to have to give them more. John Lester's been really good for them. Kyle Hendricks has been really good for them. So I do like the Cubs and I do I, I do think there's something to being battle hardened in the tough division, which the NL central is because you have three good to really good teams between the Brewers, uh, the Cardinals and the Cubs there at the top. And, and, you know, the pirates have been a little sneaky too. And and the reds who I expected so much more from them so far to this point in the season. So had, really been great, let me, but.
2: since you brought up the pirates, how has their general manager not been fired for the Chris Archer trade?
0: <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. I, I gotta be honest, guys. I like to trade then. And I, and I, my reasoning is when you have a guy like Chris Archer and then you also have Jameson Tyon, who obviously got hurt this year, that's two pieces at the top of your rotation who are cost controlled. And if you're going to win in baseball in 2019, you do need pitching. So uh, they and they've pitched very, very well to this point in the season. So, yeah, I I mean, it looks really bad right now. I and And I totally understand why. But at the same time they weren't getting anything from Tyler Glass now. They couldn't figure him out. He was walking the world this is when he was also. with the pirates. He, that's, um, Austin Meadows Austin Meadows didn't really have a spot with them either. Uh and I know that right now that looks like a mistake, but yeah, I think when you I know hindsight is twenty twenty, and especially when you see what both both guys are doing this year, but I did like the archer trade at the time for them. Uh, I was expecting them to really figure him out. But obviously, you know, when when Austin Meadows is playing like an MVP and and Tyler Blastow was pitching like a scion before the injury. That's, I, that's tough, man. Uh, honestly, that's tough wouldn't well. care,
2: but these two guys are going to torture the Yankees for the next
3: five or six years. Yeah, Joe, I mean, oh, the level of talent from what we've seen so far, it's not just like they were decent and decided it, this is natural talent. These yeah, guys are Meadows
0: really good. good. Yeah.
4: Meadows is good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Meadows is a guy, let's let's not forget Meadows is one of the he was a top five prospects in baseball before he came mm. up. Uh, so it's not like he was a guy that was just a spare part on, on a team that didn't really have a spot for him. It was a guy that was highly regarded, that just didn't get playing time with the Pirates for whatever reason. I know they had a pretty loaded outfield, but if you can't find a spot for Austin Meadows in that outfield, especially seeing what he's doing now, that's that's tough to see, man. That, that, that really is tough to, to try and explain to people, but yeah, I, I like Meadows a lot. in Glass obviously, before he got before he got hurt with the forearm forearm strain, I mean, he was he was otherworldly too. He Was a sub one five ERA. He was pitching like a one four ERA, and he really got the walks down. He was really figuring it out on on the mound. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's a tough trade when you're looking back on it. But those two guys are really going to torture AL East opponents for the next few years if if they can stay healthy.
3: Speaking of AL East, let's start talking about a league that everyone cares about now uh, in the American <laughs> League. I gotta ask you this because because you're the guy that could answer this for me, probably the best. Which team is scarier, the 2017 Houston Astros who had a great offense but absolute dominant pitching, or the 2019 Houston Astros who have great pitching? somehow um and just an a dominating offense because i feel like that's what they've turned into this what year did you where you say
2: that was differently like you, you said the same because
3: in <laughs> 2017 they were a dominant pitching team led, led oh, by dominant pitching versus great with a great offense
4: okay. now okay. they
3: have great okay. pitching okay. Uh-huh. but their offense is really what they're leaning on more than anything else because back in 2017, you had guys like Verlander, uh, who i name them off, where they were just pitching to these ridiculous ERAs. Michael. And, you know, the offense was there and the offense was good. But really, when it came down to it, they were a pitching heavy team. And now they're a team that the pitching is doing really well. But the offense is what you hear about every single time they're winning a game at this point.
0: Yeah, you know, and and it's funny you mentioned that Chris, because you look at both teams and people forget they didn't have Verlander that entire year, right? They didn't pick up Verlander until late in the season at the right. waiver deadline, so 11, he wasn't even around. They didn't, yeah. yep, they, they didn't have they didn't have Garrett Cole in 2017, and Garrett Cole, after a few uh, laborious starts early in the season, he looks like he's kind of turned it around his last month or so. Um, so they they have the horses now in that rotation to kind of offset losing Keuchel and losing uh, McCullers for a year. But you look at the offense in 2017, they were historic. They had, um uh, oh man, I looked up a stat. I want to say at one point in the season, they had seven players, seven everyday players who were um, hitting to an OPS plus of 120 or better, which is for the uninitiated in the stats world. That is excellent. That's incredible. And that that's only happened a few other times in baseball history. And one of them were the murder, uh, murderers row Yankee team. So they had a they had an offense then that was excellent. Wait, Babe did Babe Ruth did
2: analytics? I didn't know that.
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> Joe, my it's, You know you know now. <laughs> it's so funny
3: you're bringing that up because in my mind, I guess it's because the Astros. You didn't even think about them in 2017 until Verlander decided to come over and be the Verlander of his prime. And really, when they were in the biggest spotlight, you just saw pitching from them at that point. Yeah, really carry them. So in Absolutely. my mind. They didn't have that dominant of an offense in 2017, but I guess, I guess I'm guess i wrong.
0: Yeah, I mean, they did. They were really good. They were really good top to bottom. And the scary part about it is they're even better this year uh, when you look at the performances that they're getting from guys. This is why the Astros, to me, now they have a bullpen that's, uh, that's ended by Roberto Osuna, who's been pretty good for them. I mean, listen, you can... You can debate anything you want with, well, should he actually be pitching, all that stuff. If, if he should have been suspended for longer by Major League Baseball, on um, pure performance, this guy's really good. I yeah, know he's never hit him a either. lot of people yeah, to say. Yeah, and he's, he's they have a bullpen to go with the starting pitching now that they have to go with the offense. They are just, I don't know if there's a such thing as a perfect team, guys. I don't think there is, but the Astros are as, as close to perfect as it gets when you have Bregman hitting the way he is. And you have Carlos Correa actually looking more like 2017 Carlos Correa and not injured 2018 Carlos Correa. So, Alex
2: Bregman is probably yeah, the best player nobody ever talks about. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: You know, he's, he's really good defensively. And, and the funny thing is, a lot of people last year, uh, a lot of Astros fans last year, because I'm pretty in tune with what Astros fans think on Twitter. Um, and these guys, a lot of these guys actually wanted Carlos Correa traded. Uh, because they they didn't think that he was a shortstop of the future. They they saw the injuries pile up and they were kind of skeptical, and they wanted to move Bregman back into that shortstop hole. And and that kind of solves the problem in the future of, uh, you know, well, who are you going to pay? Obviously, Bregman got his deal, uh, and now he's looking every every dollar of it. But yeah, guys, I mean, H- Houston is just they're so good. I, I really don't think there's anybody that comes close right now to how good these guys are. I mean that that offense is so good. I know Springer's dealing with some back issues, but we knew this when they all came up that they had a core that was going to be here for a long time and they were going to torture a lot of teams for a long time. And that's exactly what they're going to be doing with no end in sight.
2: I gotta say I know exactly. before before you get into that, Joe, as an aside here, the success that Houston's had, right? The World Series, they went back to the ALCS last year. They're probably the best team in Major League Baseball right now. Fa- probably the favorite, uh, even though they
3: only have they have the same amount of losses as the Yankees.
2: Pro- but still, I w- I agree with Joe in the sense that they're probably a more complete team, especially yes, with the injuries that the Yankees are dealing with right now. Is this going to encourage teams to tank? Right. Because, you know, I don't. how bad were the Astros for so long and they were able to build this up a lot through their farm system by being really bad for and a Joe? Long
3: before time. you answer this, I gotta just say this. How many teams were so bad just as long as the Astros who still, you know, tried to build what this team has built and couldn't,
2: couldn't even come close. Yes, it takes you know, smart it people takes to do smart it. Smart and educated moves yeah, still. It it Absolutely. does lead and, and- it does lead to people saying, hey, you know what? They tanked. They got Altuve. They tanked. They it's got Brigham. They tanked. That's definitely true. They got Correa.
0: And listen, it's not easy to do. I actually, guys, I was working all day today. It's funny you bring this up because I was working on uh, the, the 2009 MLB draft. I was taking a look back at, at that first round. And when you look at the amount of talent outside in that draft that either did not make the major leagues, or played 20 games in the major leagues and never made anything of themselves just in the first round outside of Mike Trout, Steven Shrosburg, uh, Randall Gritchick that went in the first round that year. Um, there was, it, it's, it's hard, man. it is hard to draft. Uh, uh, it's, it's lottery tickets. It's for You're playing a lotto for 40 rounds. You just don't know how you can develop as, as well as you want. It takes a lot of developing still. It takes a lot of good scouting it takes the right personality. It takes all of this stuff. If you're going to tank, uh, which is totally possible in, in baseball, as you guys mentioned, I mean, the, the Astros lost a hundred games, like three or four seasons in a row. Uh, you better be sure that you have the right people in place to find those players. So when you get an Alex Bregman, when you get a Correa, when you get a Springer, these are all guys that you know, you're going to hit on and it's worked out for them. It worked out very well. Now, you could also tank like, like the San Diego Padres, and you have nothing to show for it for a really long time. You spend money every now and then to try and bring guys to trade for other teams' prospects, which is actually what they did, how they got this rebuilt for the most part. Or you can tank like the White Sox did, and, and now they, again, they had the pieces they could trade off to bring in a lot of their top guys. But when you tank in baseball, you better make sure that you get it right, man. You better make sure you get those picks right, because that five-year window of tanking, to turn into a 10-year window, to turn into a 15-year window where you're just not winning. So I don't think it's going to encourage teams necessarily. Uh, I, I think that that's something that's always going to be in front office's of mind. But when that happens, if you decide to go that route, if you just want to tear it down from the ground up, you got to make sure you have the right pieces in place. You have the right guys, the right brains in that front office to make it work. Otherwise, you'll just be stuck in and just constantly rebuild hell. And that's not any any place that any team wants to be.
3: Well, Joe, the reason why I brought the Astros up was because they just—I just look at them and they scare me, and I—and I I do say, (laughs) I do say every time I look, and they're probably the best team in baseball right now, regardless of the fact that they only have, uh, you know, one more win than the Yankees, same amount of losses, but uh, you know, regardless, I think they're the more complete team. Um, But I'm a I'm a firm believer in. The champion is the champion until they are taken off their their throne. And the Boston Red Sox right now are the reigning champions. However, we kind of just like last year, the entire season, you knew who the Red Sox were. They were a team you never wanted to face. They were a team that wasn't going to lose. They were a team that could be down 10 runs in the ninth with two outs and somehow find a way to win. And they won the World Series doing it the entire year. But we just don't know who they are this year. Are they going to be decent? Are they going to make a playoff run? Where do you see the Red Sox slotting in? Can they make another run at a championship, or is it a championship hangover this year?
0: You know, I, I said it from day one. I just don't see. You know, the Red Sox won 108 games at last year. That's not normal, right? And I said that on this podcast before. That just doesn't happen. Uh, teams don't win 108 games, and then they go through the world through the playoffs and win a World Series in the way that they did. That just it, it doesn't happen in baseball. So. I never thought that the Red Sox were going to be as good as they were last year. Just too many things broke right for them last year. And I think that they're a Chris Sale injury away from going on another stretch where they're just 500. And you've seen this year that, you know, Mookie kind of slumped in the beginning of the year. He started hitting, they got better. Michael Chavis came up. He was one of their top prospects and he's been hitting for the most part. So I don't think the Red Sox are still as good. I know you look at their last two weeks, their bullpen has been surprisingly good. I know they're pitching to an ERA around three and a half. Uh, the starting rotation got better. The minute that Chris Dale got better, he's their guy. Um, so yeah, I don't think that they're actually as good as they were last year. They're still going to be good. They're still going to be a tough team to beat, but I just don't see everything breaking right for them. And And, and I think I've mentioned this on your podcast before, when you have Brandon Phillips who hasn't played in a major league game in all of 2018. He comes up in September and he hits a game-winning home run for you. That means the baseball gods are smiling on you, man. I mean, <laughs> everything is breaking right for you. So, yeah, I, I just don't see where they get that magic from in 2019 that they got last year. That's just it's hard for me to project. I think what they are now they're they're going to be a very good team and 90 to 95 win team probably around there. They're going to be in the AL East race all year long, but I don't think that they're going to be challenging for another World Series. I just don't see how the bullpen holds together.
3: Joe, real quick, and I just want a quick answer out of you here because we don't want to take too too much of your time, but who's a better team right now as you see it, Razor Red Sox?
0: Right now?
3: Right now, if Yikes. you had to say right now. who's the oh, better God. team, Razor Red Sox.
0: Health or no health?
3: As they currently stand right now oh with how God. they've been playing. Right- Let's take analytics, right? We'll throw that in a little I'm, bit, but let's take our gut and our eyes and what we've seen. Who's the better team, Razor Red Sox?
0: Right, right now it's the Red Sox, just because they got hot, and I think that uh, they got hot. And I, I think that the, while the Rays are good, I just never expected the Rays to be as good as they have been this early. So you so think they'll think come back the Red down Sox to earth? Are still the better team? Okay, yeah, I think that's they were, why I a little bit. Uh yeah, I, I just don't see how they're going to be this good. And listen, there's no mistake. I love the Rays offseason this year. I thought bringing in Charlie Morton was huge for them, and he's been very good. And Tyler Glasnow has been a revelation. Um, and they didn't have to make a lot of moves because they still had Tommy Pham, and they had a full year of Pham at Austin Meadows. So, um, yeah, I just don't. I, but right now, as we stand, I mean, with the way the Red Sox are playing, with the way they've been pitching, I just think they're the better team. Well, right now,
2: the best team in the American League East are the, is the New York Yankees. And as we've uh, said a, a bunch of times on this show, it's almost uh, mind-boggling, even though they've been playing uh, AAA teams like the Baltimore Orioles, which is a whole other story for a whole other day, <laughs> how atrociously bad they are. But um, with all the injuries the Yankees have suffered, that somehow, some way, this team is in first place, uh, one of those guys that is, uh, injured right now, who we thought we were getting back, and he's injured again. He seems to have caught bronchitis from Jacoby Ellsbury, is, uh, John, is John Carlos Stanton, who the bicep, then it was a shoulder, and now it's a calf. Um, you're just going through all the different muscles that you could possibly pull before
3: making an impact <laughs> on a team. Uh,
2: Fan, you know, you listen to Sports Talk Radio, you're on social media. Fans love the way that this Yankee team is playing. They're not. They're hitting a bunch of home runs, but they're not solely relying on the home run like maybe they were last season. You get some ridiculous knuckleheads out there that would actually like to see Cameron Mabin stay on this team over John Carlos Stanton. Now, whatever issues they have aside, um, you know, because I, I can't imagine somebody would any – the baseball knowledge actually thinks Cameron Mabin is a better baseball player than John Carl Stanton is. But <laughs> those
0: guys we, are out there.
2: Yeah, they are. Oh, those guys oh are out Joe, Joe, they're out there, and there's a lot of them. Oh, yeah. sp- okay. I've spoken oh, There's man. a lot of them, Joe. I've spoken to them. Uh, let, me, let me ask you this John Carl Stanton, we know who he is. He's a guy that strikes out a ton, but he's also a guy with prodigious power. If you could push a button. And keep John Carl Stan on the I.L. for the entire year or bring him back to New York Yankees, what would you do and why would you do it?
0: Are we really are we really gonna have this discussion? Y- you yes. know what, Joe, it's I, really sad, we really, but we have, we we have really, to, we have to. You know, I mean, Are the Yankees I a better mean, team well,
2: with John Carl Stan sitting around playing catch in uh, Tampa or taking four at bats every day? I want you to because you're the guy, Joe, I want you to say it.
0: I mean, listen. I, I would rather have John Carlos Stanton uh, cooking dinner for the Yankees in the clubhouse uh, over having Cameron Maben on the team, uh, <laughs> if that if that means that, listen. If that means, and it's no disrespect to Cameron Maben, who's a nice player, no, but there's and a he's reason been he's doing really like well for the Yankees. Teams. Yeah, but listen, if you're telling me that the thing is, everybody wants to look at the strikeouts and they want to look at all that stuff, but the truth is. Teams plan for a guy like John Carlos Stan. Teams that I, I know that a lot of pitchers are confident, but there are pitchers that lose sleep at night and having to fear John Carlos Stan in the lineup. There are there are guys that want to pitch around John Carlos Stan in a lineup. Uh when you have Cameron Maben in there, nobody's pitching around Cameron Mabin. I'm sorry. It's just it's a statement of fact. No di- again, no disrespect no disrespect to Cameron Mabin, who's a good dude. I've spoken with him, you know, I've been to the Yankee clubhouse, so I know, but but Listen, if you're telling me John Carlos Stanton or Cameron Maven, like it, it's ridiculous that we're even having this conversation. I mean, the guy's an MVP winner. He's got forty five to fifty plus home run power. Uh he played he's um, he's an above average defender, he's a decent baser, like he brings all this to the team. Cameron Maven is a solid role player on a team that's scrapping for a wild card spot. But when you're talking about if I would rather have right now at this moment Stanton or and all of his strikeouts, all of his faults as a player or Cameron Maven, I mean come on, guys.
3: Joe, <laughs> I, I'm I'm Come gonna on. I'm gonna admit something that I'm a little <laughs> embarrassed about. Okay, I tried calling Mike Francesa today about four million times in a row, and I Christian, couldn't get yeah. through. <laughs> 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 All right, because they were talking about this, and they were talking about I can't tell you how many callers called in and were like, "Cameron uh, Mabin oh needs God. to play. Stanton needs to stay uh, injured. Uh, uh, whatever." Uh, uh. <laughs> and I just wanted to get through and say, Mike, listen. Because he was saying what you were saying. I can't believe we're even having this conversation. I just want to say, Mike, here's the issue with so many Yankee fans. And and I'm okay with it because at least it shows me a little passion from the fans. But Yankee fans, I use the word isolation a lot when it comes to emotions and everything. They don't know how to isolate certain situations where they can't look at this team and what they've done and say, you know what? it's been so great having guys like Cameron Maben come over and step up and Gio Urshela play outside of the guy he could ever potentially be and be some superstar. It's so great that Cameron Mabin has come here and brought energy to this team and been good. Instead, it becomes this whole big thing now where Cameron Maben is the greatest player in the entire world. Giancarlo Stanton, the former MVP with 60, almost 60 home runs, is a pile of dog crap. And it's got to be this whole thing now. (laughs) You know, Cameron Mabin doesn't strike out. He gets on base and Stanton sucks. It can never just be a nice, like, isolated. Wow, Cameron Mabin's been really good as a fill-in player here. But I can't wait for Giancarlo Stanton to come back. It can never just be that.
0: Yeah, you know, and I think that it's, again, when you look at Cameron Mabin's stats throughout his career, I mean, there's a reason he's bounced around a lot and he hasn't stuck anywhere, but... You know, again, it's ridiculous to even have this conversation. I mean, again, Giancarlo, for all his faults, he's still, a, he's still probably a top 20 player in baseball, right? I don't think anybody debates that, even if he's at the back end of that 20. Um, he's still really, really good. So uh, I, I think that fans, I think the nerve with a lot of fans right now, and, and it's nerves, it's, you say to yourself, well, Giancarlo comes back and maybe you'll mess with the chemistry or the juju. Maybe there's a little superstition there. And then there's some, there's some, uh, knuckleheads there that, that believe that Cameron Maben actually should be playing over John Carlos Stan, which is ridiculous. But, uh, you know, if you were to have a conversation, Cameron Maben or, or, Clint Frazier, you know, maybe that would be a little more, a little bit more realistic. But, uh, you know, Cameron Maben or, or, Stan, that's just that, uh, I don't, I don't even know why we, or we spend time on it. It's just—it's just silly. It's just silly. All right, so let's it's move silly. on to
2: something else, Joe. You think all you know, the questions we're asking here are silly? Let's see if you think. This, <laughs> let's see if you think this. Here we one. go. Christian's Christian Christian's very sensitive when it comes to you. Uh, so let's see if you think. Let's see if you think this one is silly here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> The Yankees are dealing with injuries, as we said, and they're they? dealing with injuries in their starting rotation. God only knows if we're going to see Luis Severino this year. James Paxton's on the IL. You hear he may come back this weekend, but who the hell knows? Because that's just the type of year it's been for the Yankees. CC's on the IL, but this is one of his scheduled vacations. We all knew this right, was coming. Right. We knew uh, it was coming when uh, <laughs> when they signed him.
0: Today- He's got to use the vacation time before his. uh <laughs> yeah, before right. he's I'm going all up front. You know, with the team. Tanaka's <laughs>
2: become a magnet for comebackers. He's got hit his last two. He's got hit by uh, uh bad at balls his last two starts. Really? He got hit Both again. Starts? He got hit again today. Did he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it. Uh, Domingo Herman is as great as he be, he's been, and what a revelation he's been. This team is probably staying afloat because of him. He's going to have an innings limit, uh, and I believe they're bullpenning tomorrow. So it does seem like uh, the Yankees need to make a move for a starting pitcher. Now, do you think they need to make a big move first? And the, here's the other guy, Jay Hap, who yeah. apparently is decent versus the rest of the Major League Baseball, but he can't get anybody on the Orioles out, which is mind-blowing. Um, do the Yankees need to make a big move? And when we say big move, uh is that Max Scherzer? Because now this is the big thing now with uh the the nationals being bad, they might try to break it down. Do you so let's break it down like this. Would you prefer to go after Max Scherzer and everything that entails, including that contract, or are you trying to go after more of a rental type like Madison Bumgarner? What do you think uh would better suit the Yankees?
0: You know, it's it's such a tough question to answer because if you're asking me to, to go out and get Max Scherzer, you know, how, how does he adjust? We know he's got the stuff to play in the AL East because he's a strikeout machine, right? Everybody knows that. And then you're you're looking forward to, I mean, who are the free agent pitchers that are going to be coming out? A lot of guys, a lot of these teams hold on to these guys now for, for cost reasons, right? So uh, not a lot of these guys are going to hit the open market. I and mean, then you see the extensions that they're getting. I mean, is, is Zach Wheeler going to get? Patrick Corbin money. I mean, he's not a lefty, but he probably will, which is crazy to think about. But I do think the Yankees, and again, going back to this offseason, I don't think they did enough to fix this rotation up, right? And and I said it with the Jay Hap signing. I was never a big believer in the half signing uh when it happened because they brought him in to be the Red Sox killer and then he got stomped twice by the Red Sox last year as a Yankee. So uh I never really saw the logic in bringing him back. Um but you look at who the um, potential available guys out there are going to be, you know, Madison Bumgarner, uh, at worst, he's going to be a number three starter for you, but he's proven in the playoffs, and you think maybe sending him to a to a contending team will reinvigorate him. He seems like the kind of guy that, that needs that competition in his blood and pumped through his veins. So uh, it really depends philosophically what you believe in. If you want to bring in that guy that's going to be there for the next five years, is going to be... A rock in the rotation, which the Yankees kind of need, or if you think that a hired gun like Bumgarner this year, being that extra lefty in the rotation that's going to throw some people off, being the innings eater, uh, and and being that proven postseason guy, he's the guy. I mean, if it were up to me, it'd probably be Bumgarner. I know the Yankees are on their no trade on his no trade list, so it might take some convincing there, and, and you probably wouldn't have to give up a whole lot to get him um, in terms of prospects. So. Would you uh, trade Clint Frazier for Bass and
2: Bumgarner? Uh,
0: the who's Yankees playing left would. Field for the Yankees next year, I'm sorry. I mean, that's the, the, the question is who's playing left field for the Yankees next year? Then, uh, do you do you believe if you trade Frazier now, do you believe that? you know, under some miracle, Oh, Jacoby Ellsbury is going to come back and be that guy. Jacoby I mean, Ellsbury will never put
2: on the Yankee uniform never, unless ever. he's going trick or treating with his children. Okay.
0: And I got it. You know, that's, that's why there's so much, that's why there's so much to unpack in this. Right. I mean, and this is an entirely separate debate guys with, with Clint Frazier, but who's playing left field for the Yankees. Do you think Stan and his injury history, this is how you end up with, with the six outfielders line from Brian Cashman. And in reality, you only have two and a half. Right. So, um, yeah, it's, it's it's a good question. I don't I don't know if I would trade Frazier for Bumgarner, especially with the way Frazier's hit this year. For I like I'm a Cliff Frazier why. fan.
2: I wouldn't personally do so that. So am I. I think you can get that yeah. that trade done with some lower level prospects and even a guy like Tyro Estrada. I don't think so. Uh,
0: yeah, I think I think an Estrada and Estrada and Real package would probably get it done. Yeah, um, yeah, but Cashman's I not touch still,
3: him. I I don't think Cashman's you know, going to let him I, go.
0: You know, I think the reason that he's been here is, is the fact that he's in he's in low A ball. I don't know if he's made it to double to A yet, but he, he was in low A ball for a long time, and he's a player that a lot of teams covet. He's been I hurt the that, last
2: two seasons, too.
0: He's, uh, yeah, he has you know, dealt with the, the injury. So, so I think that if you're asking me, you know, Clint Frazier, I took, I, listen, full disclosure, I, I like Clint as a guy. I think he's a great guy. I talk to him in the Yankee clubhouse probably more than I talk to anybody else I, I mean we talk about sneakers we talk about light I mean he's, he's a great guy he's a great player um, as you're seeing that this year when he when he has the time to play when he gets playing time and he gets in a rhythm he's a he's a great player he's got power Joe why he don't you talk the, to him about coming the contact, on the MIYST
3: yes. podcast wow <laughs> I think that's <laughs> <Wow>. a good conversation
0: you know next time I see him uh, probably either next week or the week after I'll certainly bring it up and see what he says I know that he's He's a pretty open guy. He would be, you know, I, I had some hurdles to jump there, but uh, we'll see. Well, well see. Here, all friendly with him, so. here's
3: a little tidbit that not many people know about Madison Bumgarner's no trade clause. Do we know why he has a no trade clause on so many teams? Because he literally uh, has he, it in his bonus, in his contract, that he gets a bonus if he waives a no trade clause. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yes. And, and
0: the thing, and when you look at the eight teams that are on his list, I know that it's the Astros, uh, the Cardinals, the Cubs, the Yankees—it's all—all eight teams are teams that are going to be in the playoff hunt in some way this year. And he's going to want to so, control
3: if he's getting some type of an extension, maybe along absolutely. with it. So I, I think the whole no trade clause when it comes to Bumgarner, especially going to a team like the Yankees, is not going to be the issue. I think it's all there to for strategic purposes and nothing nothing like, you know, he has any resentments towards any of these. He's not teams. getting
2: traded to the Toronto no, Blue no. Jays. So no, can all no, just no, no. Say that.
0: <laughs> no. And then they they respect him enough and I think Zaidi and the rest of the Giants front office respect him enough that they're going to respect his wishes and wherever he wants to go. So uh he's he's been so much to that organization, so much, you know, being being part of those World Series winning teams. Uh they're gonna let him pick wherever he wants to go. So I don't think it's really a, a matter of Of the trade there. You know, and the funny thing is, if you did want to extend Bumgarner, he's only 29. He might be 30 now, but, you know, I know that that if 29, 30 year old guys aren't getting contracts, you look at the Kykles and the Gio Gonzalez's of the world, but a top flight pitcher like like Madison Bumgarner, I don't think he'll have any problem either getting an extension from wherever he goes or or finding work next year. It won't be an issue for him.
2: All right, Joe. Uh, I know <clears throat> maybe this is not your thing, but, you know, knock on wood, fingers crossed, you know, say a little prayer. Didi Gregorius <laughs> could be back in maybe three or four weeks. He's Crazy. St- he started uh, extended spring training games this week. Uh, we know he was a little under the weather and he missed a game, but not really a big deal. Doing all the little superstitious stuff because this is still the Yankees. God only knows he could a couple setbacks, couple you know he could have a you know he could have a hangnail and might knock him out for six weeks. It's just that type of season that it's been. <laughs> Not saying that Didi's a soft guy that w- where a hangnail will no. keep him out for six weeks. It's just that's the way these injuries have mounted for the Yankees. But we can start maybe looking ahead that Didi could be coming back in relatively short order here. Um, what is this Yankee infield going to look like? Uh, you know, this is a big assumption, but that everybody stays healthy. You know, you got void at first, right now. Glaber's playing short, DJ at second, or Shella at third. Who's gonna feel the crunch of Didi Gregorius coming back?
0: Oh, that's, that's another good question, man. And I know that they don't want to mess. But my with question, right just now, I,
2: I. Every question I ask you is a good question, <laughs> but but you know that They're one decent with, questions. You know that one silly question that I slipped in there. You better write you know, him in apology. He's never gonna. He's never gonna let, never gonna go. let it go. Christian <laughs> never lets anything go. I can promise you that. Silly. I so hope Roger's you know, than that I 2004 movie. Did
0: he, he, you know he? He's got a tendency of. of uh, he's got a pretty uh, good. Uh, you know, nine nine out of every ten are pretty good. Nine out of ten dentists recommend. You know, I'm, that, I'm okay with <laughs> so, that ratio. Know, I, I'm absolutely okay <laughs> with that. But, uh, you know, I think you're looking left to right. It's probably going to be Lemayhew, Didi, Torres, Voight, and it's going to suck for Rochella. But, you know, I I just think that they value Didi's bat a little bit too much to not have him in there, obviously, which is why they're they're taking a little bit of time with him coming back, and I'm sure that they'll, they'll push him back a little bit more as long as Rochella keeps hitting. But I think Lemayhew just makes too much sense at third. He's too much of the contact guy. Uh, they brought him on for that very reason. He's way too athletic. He's too good of a defender. He's a wizard uh, and on the infield. He's so, yeah. He
2: I mean, really but he is. Gio's that good too. Though. You don't really watch. I mean, who honestly who watches a lot of Colorado too. Rockies baseball? But that guy, his reputation <laughs> has followed him to New York. That he's a stellar defensive player.
0: And I'll t- and I'll tell you this, guys. The interesting thing is that the advanced analytics, and I know that this makes a lot of people groan, but analytics. the advanced analytics, <laughs> the advanced analytics don't agree with Gio Urshela's defense as much as a lot of a lot of people see with the eye test. So um, I understand that he's flashy. He's very good with the glove. He's got a decent arm at third. But uh, DJ leMay is a Gold Glove winner. He's you know he's a defensive run stage wizard, like you mentioned. Um, so, so I I do think that Rochelle is going to be the guy that feels the crunch, feels the crunch there. I just don't see how you bench anybody else. You're not going, to, you're probably not going to bench, uh, you're not going to bench Torres obviously with how good he's been. Voigt maybe if he goes into a slump, you can you can put it, uh, you can put Will Mayhew there and then leave Rochelle at third. But I, I just don't see that happening with the way Voigt come back alive in recent days. So yeah, it's it's going to be tough. I mean, those are the kinds of problems you want to have if you're Brian Cashman, but. I do think Lemayhew, Gorious, Torres, Voigt left to right is probably gonna be the way it works.
3: This has been the biggest like topic I'd say on sports radio today. And and the popular the popular answer is your answer that Gio Urshela feels feels it a little bit. We've said here that it might be Lemayhew, just because that was his initial role with this team was, you know, four days a week or so. But the more I thought about it. I thought of this. I think everyone's right when they say Gio will take a little bit of a hit. Mainly because DJ is batting like 4,000 with runners in scoring position. I think it's and more that, like 480. Mark. And that's like something that the Yankees have been so desperate for. A guy who just comes up in runners in scoring position and, and can come through. And I think that's important. But the more I thought about it, there's no reason. Why with how baseball is nowadays with all the days of rest and this and that that anyone is really going to feel that much of an impact when you have a guy like DJ LeMahieu who can play all these positions, you're not going to have a guy really feel it because if DJ's going to play third and Gio's is going to get a day off. That's fine. But then the next day, they're probably going to give Torres a day off and they're not going to want to overplay Didi. So you're going to have a lot of people mixing and matching and you're not going to see that much of a difference. I really don't think you will, even when Didi comes back.
0: Yeah, I think that's, I think that's totally fair. That's totally fair, too. I th- a lot of this depends on what Urshela is. Right. Is he going to stay where he is Grigori or is he going to go
3: back down to earth?
0: If he, if he turns back into the pumpkin that Gio Rochelle has been his entire career before coming up with the Yankees and, and doing things that nobody expected him to do, then I think that that question is a lot easier, and I think that's why it, they're lucky to have some time to kind of think about that before before Gregorius gets back. But, yeah, I mean, with LeMay, just I, I think that if you can find him a spot and you stick him in a spot and you can leave him there, as long as he's that proven contact guy and that really great defender, I mean that's 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 so much value that it really is, even if he was brought in here to kind of be that super utility guy. I just think that that having that bat in one spot on the infield you know guys moving around that that does mess with some guys it messes uh it does mess with guys, so I think if you can stick with maybe in one spot and just leave him there, I think that's the best the best course of action if, if I'm Brian Cashman.
3: All right Joe, a couple more uh this last one for me not the best not the best player for the Yankees but who's been the biggest surprise for the Yankees uh thus far
0: you know i'm going to say gary sanchez because a lot of these idiots were saying they should trade him last year so not, you know, I, I not no this idiot, you know, okay? You
2: know. <laughs> no, we, we've we never, no, listen, never. I've never no, hopped no. off the Gary Sanchez train. And no, I, every no, time no. he has a big game, I like to rub it in their faces. Okay? Oh, every game yeah, he'll absolutely. tweet it. He'll tweet yeah. actually the same thing every game yeah. pretty much.
0: Yeah, yep. So, yeah, I mean. Keep it's cracking it's not, those home answers. runs, this is what, Gary. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is what, I mean, this is what Sanchez is, right? This is what everybody thought he would be. It's what he was two years ago. It's what he was when he came up. So. You know, everybody's saying trade. I'm like, hey, get a life, like, really. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the biggest, the biggest surprise, man. That's it's another. T- that's another tough question because I think that most guys have performed w- about what you'd expect them to. I think Urshela, obviously, he's been the story all year. When you look at his offensive numbers before in his career, he just hasn't been good. <laughs> I mean, he he, he hasn't even power existed, here and there.
4: Joe. No, offensively, he hasn't he really has existed. He wasn't.
0: No, I mean, and and with Cleveland, he had a nice little stretch of I don't I don't even remember how many games, but I want to say he came up at the same time Lindor came up, and and they were both making noise. But yeah, Rochella turned out to be nothing special, and then he goes to Toronto, and he was nothing there, and then he comes to the Yankees, and all of a sudden he he figures it out. I mean, that's that's crazy. That's crazy talk. That just doesn't happen with journeyman infielders ever. Like it, it just doesn't. So. You know, I think Rochelle has probably been the biggest surprise for me. I think when May, he was another guy, when you looked at his career stats and his home and away splits, uh, kind of didn't agree with the hitter that he was or a lot of people expected them to be. I do think that that's been a little bit of a, uh, of a surprise too. But, yeah, I think that those two are probably the biggest. Uh, and Domingo Herman, obviously, I mean, who, who would have thought? This is a guy that not a lot of people expected to get much from, um, it's especially this year, but... He's been Luis Severino the rotation. He really has been. He's been exactly what they needed. So those are probably the three guys that come immediately to mind that I think that probably have been the biggest surprises. This
2: season. You can't forget Tommy Kainley because he stepped up huge with uh, Chad Green being uh, non-existent for most of the year. I was going to call him a name, but I'm going to try Bad to be Green. I'm going to try to be nice here. Uh, and with <laughs> Dallin Batances' <laughs> hey, his injury. Might,
3: might. Is that it? Bad green? Is that what you were going to okay. say?
0: Green, you know, Chad. You know, green? Ch- Chad. Ch- Chad. Sad Chad. Game. Chad. You listen, I, and again, and again, I want to, full disclosure. I talked to Chad Green a lot too, and and, and trust me when nobody Joe, knew. And I kind of like n- it. nobody. I'm just listen. I'm just <laughs> uh, this is the NYY Sports Talk podcast, right? That's I mean, it. This is this is Hell you, yeah. you, you want Yankees, drop. right? I'm giving That's you it? giving That's you Yankees. It. So you know, I, I talked to Ch- again. I talked to Chad Green a lot, and trust me when I say nobody knew he was struggling more. Uh, than Chad Green. I mean, he felt the pressure. He even I, I wrote a quick piece on him maybe a, a week ago after he we went to the Yankee game. He said he was he was happy to be sent down because he felt like he was letting the team down. Uh, he wanted to figure things out away from where he was costing them games. So yeah, uh, Green's another guy that I know that hasn't been performing as well as he has in recent years. But again, when, when people tweet at this guy, when they tweet, they want him gone. They want him. You know they want somebody to, to to bully him, shove him in a locker, and take his lunch money. I mean, that's it's not right because he wants to win just as bad as everybody Cause else. Because they can't does.
3: isolate their feelings, Joe. They can't just say, you know what, he's struggling right now. Maybe he needs to go down and come back up, and he'll be the Chad Green that we love. No, it's got to be oh, he sucks. Let's get rid of him. We should trade him for a starting pitcher ace. But he sucks. That's that's the mentality, yeah. Joe. Yep,
0: yeah, that, that's exactly it. That's, well, that's it.
2: Somebody that the fans and we'll close the, sh- the interview out on this. Uh, we started with one New York manager. We'll finish with the other, uh, the one that everybody seems to be in love with now. He was a bumbling idiot last year, even though he won a hundred games. But because you know he's got this ragtag bunch of nobodies here, even though you know you got Gary Sanchez and Glaber Torres and. Aaron Hicks and DJ LeMayu and still all-star caliber players but you know the the connotation the feeling around the Yankees have changed where you know they're winning despite the injuries where nobody's really uh calling Aaron Boone out on anything you know it seems to he seems to be like in this honeymoon period right now with the fan base what are your thoughts on his job performance so far through 2019
0: well, you guys you guys asked me a similar question I remember last year. Uh, I want to say it was around the All-Star break, and and I'm going to turn it around on you again. I mean, you guys mentioned the injuries, right? How many – I mean, name them. Aaron Judge uh, Sanchez was out for a uh, while. Joe, Joe hold Debrino on. Let me just out. pull
3: like, up a list of uh, the active 40-man roster, and I'll just name them off.
0: Yeah, Cause name they, them Because
3: every name single off. one of them, it feels like, has spent – a little time injured at some point. So they
2: have the same amount of IL stints as they do losses this year. It's unreal.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, you look at at that, the list of of guys that are hurt, and then you also have to take into account that what was Boone, what was the biggest criticism of Boone last year was that he was unable to handle the bullpen, right? But when you look at what he's done this year, that's been one of his strong suits And, and he's navigated not having a great Chad green and, and, you know, still using Holder when Holder hasn't been that great either for them. But, you know, I he, understand he's got a few more weapons he's, to work with. You know, back, but, you know how Joe Torrey had Scott Proctor? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah well, Aaron, yep. Aaron
2: Boone has Jonathan Holder.
0: <laughs> you know, and I think that that's just Boone is a guy like he wants to show faith in his guys and he wants to show trust in his guys. That's just who he is as a manager. And I think that does mean a lot to the players. But listen, when you have your team in first place, you go from thinking, listen, we just got to tread water, be 500, uh, be competitive right now while these guys are out. But now he has them in first place and, and they beat a, a tough race team uh, to, to get back into first. And, and I think that's, that's an A job. It really is. And I said the same thing last year. I, I think that fans are way too hard on Boone. I, I really think that when you have that many egos, that many good players in a locker room, in a clubhouse, and you have to find a way to balance them, uh, I know that he does get a hand from from the front office in the analytics department. Listen, that's every manager across Major League Baseball now. It's not just Boone. He's not a puppet. He still makes decisions. He still controls the bullpen. So, yeah, I think Boone's done a fantastic job. He's the manager of the year right now. I mean, when you look at it, Oh, you mean a, you mean a,
2: a computer just doesn't pull out a relief pitcher like a, vending, like a coke <laughs> out of vending machine and put him on the mound? Is I thought that's how that worked. <laughs>
0: And and it's funny, guys, because I, I Joe Girardi got a lot of flack for his binder for how long, right? But you do get a sense that Boone does manage with his gut a little bit more he during does. the game. He does, I, you know. So, which which is totally fine. And and that's he manages by feel, and I think that he does have a very very good handle on the game. So it, it's hard for me to say that a first play that that a manager of a team. Uh, of a first place team right now with, with as many injuries as they had to key players too. This is not, uh, this is not bench guys getting hurt. This is not your eighth reliever getting hurt. Th- these are, you know, Aaron judge, like I mentioned, Luis Severino, James Paxton, uh, now Cece on, on the IL. I mean, they've navigated all these injuries and the one constant's been boom. He's, he's done a fantastic job with these guys. He, he knows he lets them know what their roles are. He communicates very well for them. And I think, for that reason alone, that's an A, man. That's It's tough for me to give him anything less than that right now.
2: Joe, it's tough for me to give you anything less than an A. Another stellar job Stella. here. Stellar. <laughs> uh, we we oh. want to thank you for uh, spending um, your Thursday evening with us here talking baseball, going around the league and the National League a little bit, talking some Yankees. Uh, you can follow Joe on Twitter, at Joe Rivera SN. Uh, you can torture him there with bad puns. He loves it. I'm definitely encouraging (laughs) that from our followers here. Joe, thank you very much. Have a great Memorial Day weekend, and we'll talk soon. You're the man, Joe. Thanks, Guys,
0: you got it. No, thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. Talk soon. All
2: right, we're back here on episode 120 of the NYYST podcast. Again, can't thank Joe Rivera enough for coming on, spending about an hour with us. Hopefully, you guys really enjoyed that interview. I felt there was some really good energy there. Uh, Joe's been on a bunch of times, but you know, every you know, you just reach a certain level of comfort with a guy, and you know, I think it really comes out in the interview there. Joe,
3: Joe is big time now, man. He's on the
2: zone, he's on the zone. He talks to Chad Green and Clint Frazier. I don't know if you caught that or not. What do you mean? The name drops? I don't know if you caught that. He talks to Chad Green and Tino Martinez also. uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Listen,
3: Joe, listen, (laughs) Joe. Uh, I want Clint Frazier on this podcast so bad. And you know what? As let's just say as a late 100 episode gift, Ooh. you get us Clint Frazier on the show. I would absolutely. I'll tell you what. I'll send you a hundred bucks. hundred bucks per player you get on the show. How's that? Pretty good. Little little, uh, little stipend steep? there. A little All stipend right. there. Yeah. Why
4: not? Okay.
3: But Joe also. Uh, sell some t-shirts. Not, th- not to not to make him the enemy here, but he's Appreciate been. He's been <laughs> close with the Red Sox. Sox. He presented uh, <sighs> Mookie Betts, Betts. Yeah, he did. Right?
4: With the uh, player of the year award. He was
3: there. He was getting doused in champagne when they were on their magical run last year in the clubhouse. Joe Rivera is close close to a lot of these guys in the clubhouse. So he's a good guy to talk to.
2: You know who we can't talk to in the clubhouse is uh, John Carl Stanton. Uh, why, why not? Uh, because uh, as I mentioned in the interview, it seems like he's caught bronchitis. Bronx, it, it, uh, honestly, as sad game. as it
3: is, it, it's the first thing that it reminded me of was was Ellsbury. Is his it's just like every little movie he makes uh, now? He's just injured. Is, is it terminal? <laughs> it. We know that bronchitis, depending on the stage that you have. Now, obviously, Ellsbury is stage four, so he is terminal. But John uh, Carlos Stanton is. They gotta. They got, to, they got to, He did
2: play a rehab game. What's so. it called?
3: They gotta um contain it. They gotta contain it because at first it went from his bicep, then it spread to his shoulder, his shoulder. Now it's in his now calf. it's in his, now yeah, it's in his calf. Now when you don't catch it quick, scary,
4: kitus, it go, it which spreads. is
3: scary that it's in his calf because that's a whole different limb. Now we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Okay, which calf? It's all on the left side. Everything's left on the side? left side. That's that's promising. It's staying on the left side. So." We can not isolate not it. has not spread to the
2: other side We can of the isolate the Bronx kitus. Oh, my. Yeah. I mean, are we going to see this guy play baseball this year? Yeah, I, play.
3: And, and you know what? I said to someone uh, uh, I was talking to over the weekend, I said, you're not even going to see Stanton this year. And next thing I know, I look at my phone. You text me that he's starting a rehab on Monday. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm an asshole, right? And then that happens. Well, definitely so I not. I guess I'm
4: not. Playing for that bobblehead day now, right?
3: Yeah, no. No, he's not. Damn. You're just not you're not seeing any progress. That's the No,
2: you, there was progress. Yeah, no, there was, but hitting. then it just gets shot down. Setbacks. And apparently I'd rather not see any progress. Here's what I don't understand. How do you get calf tightness from getting hit in the leg during batting practice? Yeah. <laughs> Training staff,
3: fire them. He's throwing BP. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not irrational like that. But hitting seriously leg, something's gotta something's off. gotta give, man. You can't have guys getting hit in the calf and then he's done. That's ridiculous. The back of your head is ridiculous.
2: Hopefully, uh, Didi Gregorius makes it through uh, these extended spring games. Okay, actually, he already did. Kind of have minor. He was a little under the weather. He needed an IV. He had to sit out a day. But uh, back at it. You know. Hopefully, uh, the Yankees see what they. They see, and uh, everything's okay with him uh, Uh in an extended uh spring, and then he can uh, move on to a rehab assignment. But as we said in the interview, man, I mean, we could be looking realistically where Didi's back in about three weeks or so. That's still mind-blowing to me. I just don't
3: get it. I didn't think that this was possible. Like, they said it. They said it could be, but I didn't think it really was. Didi's just, I mean, you got to give Didi credit. And I told you what you already said. Yeah, if anyone was gonna do it, it'd be yeah. Didi. He's just that hard of a worker. I've really enjoyed Joe Girardi on with Mike every week. I don't usually catch him. Oh, he's he's not he's, he's got a spot. Every now. week yeah. he's got a
2: spot. Yeah. He's very, very good. Very good. Uh just a you know, the way the Yankee fans wanted to throw Didi in the garbage last year for Manny Machado. But, you know, Didi Didi's showing you, you know, how that he's you know, Brian Cashman, you know, he might have given you the late end of it, but we're saying there might be a chance that Didi doesn't come back to August. Yeah. Now we're talking like mid-June maybe? Yeah, man. Yeah. Crazy. When you put it, you know what, as much as I love Aaron Judge and, I, and I'm and i a fan of Stanton, and I want both of them to come back and putting Didi's left-handed swing, that's, that's mm. in the middle of this Very lineup. Very
3: important. It's and just, to do it before the All-Star break? I mean, it's just something you didn't think was going to happen but you know what? I thought you were going to say this, and and now I'm just going to say it. Didi Gregorius is a different level to me. And I'm not saying that guys like Stanton and Judge don't care as much as Didi does. But there's something to be said about a guy who went through what he went through and worked his ass off this hard to come back when he's going to. You don't to. think Aaron Judge is working hard to come back? I just...
2: No, that's not what you I said. You don't think John Carl Stanton wants to come back? It, it takes really, special.
3: It takes a it takes special a special person no, to make a statement it, no, like that. No, because can you can really you not did. picture this? Can you not picture, <laughs> picture. Didi Gregorius doing everything it takes actively to come back and Stanton, I can and Stanton kind of sitting back in the clubhouse no, no, and I icing no. and heating his arm and lifting weights and whatever, but not actively no. just wanting to get don't back think as soon as possible. You don't think it's
2: killing Stan that he can't play baseball right now? I didn't say that. So what do you
3: but you oh, I just you, feel
4: like you didn't Didi, say those words. <laughs> yes,
3: you didn't say those words. I feel like words, Didi
4: goes up and John was standing under the bus no, a little bit, bro. I feel like Didi wants to
3: come
2: back
4: because he's working Stanton's hard. I feel like I feel doesn't like, doesn't even Stanton, I feel like
3: Stanton does everything he can in his mind, and Didi just kind of takes the next
4: step. Well, he hasn't hit a setback yet. These guys are all hitting setbacks. Well, but why? Setback. Because they're older, maybe like, I don't how know. How is Stanton not? Maybe back. you know. Maybe Gregorius f- just. his injury uh, isn't as.
3: I know we don't want to
2: curse really bad. anymore, but that
4: was yeah, the we're doing closest a good job I with him.
3: it's your bicep.
2: It's, you're not back yet. Th- he's back from that. If it was just right. a bicep, he would have been playing a month ago.
3: Right, but what happened? Then he wasn't doing the proper work on his. I bet you, Didi even though he's just working out the one elbow and getting his arm ready, he's still working out his whole body to make sure everything is, falls into place. Yes,
4: this
2: is all John Carl stands for. He's not working hard enough to. All come I'm back. saying
3: is a guy oh, no, who no. just said Tommy John. Is coming back quicker than a guy it who is. had a I mean, little strain in his it's muscle. It's less
4: a knock on players like Stanton and Judge, and more of a, more
3: of just a praise on Deedee. So, Gi- so now Aaron, doing. but Judge, you took it there.
4: You but took Aaron Judge
2: is out you
3: there,
4: it you it know, there. He's playing,
3: No, I didn't. He's, he's the playing, one who's like, oh, so then Giancarlo Stanton. <laughs> if you go back and listen to the audio, what I said was Aaron Judge is playing Candyland instead of trying to get back right now. right is that what's was, happening. It says something about a guy. It says something about a guy like Deedee to come back. You clip. can make a point. that He would. said, and you, then and then he said, "Oh, what do you think? Stan doesn't want to come back. What do you think? You could throw it out the window because you
2: know you can say something without exactly saying it, and that's what that's you said." That's Not what I was it's saying. Called though. insinuation. He doesn't know that word, right? Yes. <sighs> I know what insinuation means. Okay, my wife wrote down on the index do you know, card. Do you know, you yes, I'll what you make it. my
3: kids. She's coming up here on camera and flipping the fuck, oh. flipping the
4: fuck out. Okay. He broke the street. That
3: was a natural curse though. I mean, I had to say it. It's yeah, at the you, end of an like hour a, and
2: a half movie. You
4: get two F bombs and a PG thirteen. Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, we're good? Okay. I'm, good I'm good, man. I'm I'm great. I'm good. I feel so. Your kids good. don't even have school tomorrow. Yes, they do. What's
4: tomorrow?
2: First of all, Jack is two. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> can we give can we give Booney some credit? Did you see that nine penning?
2: And uh, Booneys the man. Did you see that though? They give kids four days off for Memorial Day now. Do, Do my da- kids have off tomorrow? You don't even know. Okay, for you no, know, no. My uh, daughter was doing homework before.
4: Tie game in the ninth. Two outs. Five-five game. Nobody on base. He decides to pinch hit. Glaber Torres. Torres then walks. After that, Sanchez pinch hit. Yes. Base hit. Then Lemayhu walks, and then Aaron Hicks walks. Well, I would. Do really they win h- the game today without great manager? No. Manager- I would really own hope owner?
2: would. With Sanchez and Boone Torres the on, on the bench in a tie game day. Right, w- no. and
4: would put it, right. them in. But maybe you'd want to give them a, a, but a you know the, day off since they are playing tomorrow. But you know the tomorrow. analytics. And, and that's, that's how Bill, you though. do it. With Said that Glaber
2: Torres needed a day off today, even though he's hitting
4: 19 home runs show, off please. of. With two it, outs or, in the ninth inning, you might just. Push guys, it. don't worry. It's only 10
3: o'clock. Uh, I'll be editing yeah. till four. Until 4. Till
2: oh, You want to have a good show or, or, or a great show? I want a great oh, show. Okay. Always. Now, uh, look ahead. The Yankees are heading to the Kansas City. Uh, what is it, Kaufman? Kaufman? It's <laughs> actually Kaufman. 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 They
4: should trade for Tachman so he could be Tuchman, playing. Tachman, Kaufman.
2: Maybe they can have a couple
3: games at Fenway Pack. Maybe. And grab a cup of coffee.
4: Uh,
2: the Yankees will be in Kansas City for Memorial Day. I got weekend. a number. 815, uh, 215, and 215. Love those start times. How many How runs like them Wait, say those again? Because I'm about to flip. 815, 215. Wait, say them again with the dates. They're playing tomorrow at 815. Okay. Awesome. Love it. Saturday at 215. Love it. Sunday at 215. Love it. I'm huh. so happy. Oh, those meet your ex. Those meet they your do. Okay,
0: oh, they yeah. okay. do. Okay, okay.
2: But what are we going to do Sunday? That
3: really kind of puts a wrench in our schedule. All
2: right. So, and this is uh, what we'll wrap up the show on here. The schedule will be a little bit different for this show. Watch uh, us watching you watch the game.
4: You're going to watch us watching the game, and we're going to turn the camera around, and we're going to watch you.
2: <laughs> uh, because it is Memorial Day weekend, we'll, uh, we're having a
0: choo choo. We're, you know, we're,
2: we have a little barbecue planned on Sunday evening. So we are you done? Yeah. Done. You want to wrap up the show? I'm trying to get there. I'm delirious. Oh, now, Senator so. Clay
4: Davis. Uh,
2: so <laughs> instead, of we won't be able to record a show after the series is over. And with Memorial Day being Monday, you know, it'd probably not be a great day for ratings anyway. What we're going to do is a little something different. Yeah, is we that, hurt on holidays.
3: It hurts. Yeah, everybody. does. People are doing other thing. The barbecue and the eating hot dogs
2: and hamburgers. I'm, we're doing the barbecue Sunday night, so we're not going to record Sunday night. You know? Selfish. Didn't think of the show. Uh, first well, of all, I go. don't. I have no control over those things. Okay. I None uh, of us do. Uh, I'm going to the Yankee game Monday, so it's not even like we can do an early show you have Monday. Tickets. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, you're at every game. You don't like going, so shut up. I'm done. I'm done. You two, you two
4: shouldn't go anymore together.
3: Never, ever.
4: There's something. Bad no, I, I honestly, I you love going
3: him? with Christian. It's something I do enjoy. We
4: have a good we Which a is good why I was We're so, so
3: miserable. Upset. Yeah,
2: I love going to games with you, but I'm going to be a miserable prick the whole entire time.
3: Here Here's another five minutes now. No, no, I'm done.
2: I know. I got to say this now. Because
3: I was first miserable because I know that you hate getting to the game late. No, so that didn't. was the first thing. So in my head, I was like, "Great! If you took the go. wrong, if you I, take the right, I exit, took the wrong you've been exit. Banging so was on all this table, All episode. I <laughs> love banging on this table because it's so firm. Well, I don't.
2: You like the firmness. So
3: now I messed up. Strike one. Right. Yeah. Then we get there. We get to the game, and there's just so many. There's so many people there. Apparently that it I- would. Didn't care because Dude, I but cut you. Did ruin it. I you ruined did you it this for me. Life? All right, it's over. It's over. It's over. You're ready. You're right. Okay, I'm never going. Enough. I'm never going again. Drop it. But I was miserable for you. That's what
2: I'm trying to say. <laughs> you weren't. You were okay. miserable for yourself. Yeah, we'll just leave on. it at that. All right. Don't bib yourself. Jerk <laughs> <laughs> There's number two. All right. So here we go. Let's let's tell the fans what we're doing here. You're gonna watch us watch, watch the game. The game. Okay. Watch I'm so us.
3: happy. Watch the game. I'm so we're happy. We're
2: gonna record the show live while we watch the first few innings Sorry. of uh, Sunday's game against the Royals. I'm very excited. Who right now the pitching matchup is uh, Joe Lopez, who has a six. And point- you know what? Get your questions ready for us. Just
4: fire them out. We're going to do this live. How many runs does Ian Kennedy give up this
2: season? Jorge series? Lopez is going for he the Royals sucks. on Sunday with his 6.04 ERA versus our ace, Domingo Herman. Ace. Is that on Sunday? Listen, if yeah. you're still Domingo listening to Domingo.
3: this and not watching this, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's where we're going live when we watch the game. And we're going to have a nice little promo for this over the next
2: couple of days. Here's the pitching matchups. Yankees are bullpenning on Friday. Uh, Chad Green starting versus Jacob Junis. Maybe he'll want to kill somebody this time. Yeah, really, so man, guys. Think. I mean, we shouldn't we shouldn't say that. but
4: Yeah, it's your second time <laughs> Great. this episode alone. All right. uh,
2: and then Hap, who, you know, it's not the Orioles, so he might be right. decent this time against, this. against Danny Duffy. So those Great. are the pitching Duffy. matchups.
4: Duffy kills us, doesn't he? I like Duffy. He the Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Is that it? No, Buffy.
2: Alright, so when we start bringing up Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, Slayer, it's time to end the show. Yeah, it just is. It was kind Sh- of show a long time ago. Schlayers. Alright, <laughs> right, so that's what we're doing. Uh watch us, Chris watch and it? Ryan are gonna Chris and Ryan are gonna make a little uh, teaser video and put it up on uh, Twitter and YouTube. It's going be like a compilation. All oh. right, we know Ryan loves the comps. Okay. So three
4: episodes in in a row you bring up.
2: (laughs) To promote the uh, you watching us watch the game. Okay. Watch us watch the game. So that'll be it. And uh, (laughs) Yanks will be in Kansas City, and then they'll be home to take on Manny Machado and the San Diego Padres. Let's do it. All right. So, thank you for uh, to Joe Rivera for coming on. Uh, Joe Rivera is on Twitter at Joe Rivera SN. Follow our uh, sponsors, Baseballism at Baseballism. The new code: Chase Twenty Eight. For free shipping, I like that better than 15% I knew you off. would, pal. I like that. I knew you would, mm. pal. Um, follow us on Twitter at NYYSportsTalk. Follows. I'm going to give Stack Eye Ryan a plug because he's still depressed over Game of Thrones. The Scott. The Dot Throckies one, right? No. Okay. Shh. No Maybe. One, Spoiler alert. I might watch alert. it one day. Just I'm kidding. Don't watch or, it. Never. Uh, follow us at Ryan at Stack Eye Ryan. Rye underscore n y y s t. Okay, tweet him nice things because he's still upset. All right, so thank you for listening. Stack guy Rye, go get Say goodbye. <laughs>